you have, we have no formula. It's true. All right. So we have no formula for success. Welcome to Sneaky Dragon. I'm Ian Boothby. And I'm David Dedrick. This is episode 424, not to be confused with the Frantics television show Four on the Floor. Okay. Uh, were you confusing those two? I was so confused because, you know. Did you ever think we were know. the Frantics? Hmm? Were you ever thinking that we were the Frantics? The, the group? I, yes, I often think there's two more of us, and, and, and I just wonder where we went to. Am I Dan Redican in your uh, in your estimation, or am I Peter Wildman? Peter Wildman was the musician, right? I'm he not going to mix you up with the I musician. I think he was the guy who was, uh, wait, it was he? I think he was the guy who would do computer games at the end. Like, he would be the, the nerdy guy. Well, they were all nerds, but he would do <laughs> computer games at the end. Oh, was that right? Yeah. Because Peter Wellman was a songwriter. And who was the fellow who then did um, uh, History Bites? Green. No, not Green. Yeah, Green. Yeah, you're correct. Something. Because <laughs> he was also on the Red Green show. Okay, that's where I'm. That's where I'm starting to hesitate. But his it. name is something green as well. It's not easy being green. Mr. <laughs> green, exactly. Mr. Green. There's Paul Shadow. Yeah. Dan Redican. Peter Weldman. Rick Green. Rick Green. There Rick you go. Green. There we are. He's someone I. That was a. People don't know this because many of our listeners, believe it or not, are not Canadian. But uh, in the early to mid '80s, the Frantics were the comedy radio show. It, for Canada. Well, what they what they did was that we used to have a show, and we, you know, until recently we still did the Royal Canadian Air Force, which okay. was like uh, they do a lot of political stuff, and mm. you know, they did they did things, and they're fine. Everything's fine with them. They're fine. Yeah. Um, uh, but they would take I think summers off, and uh, they would put in replacement uh, shows on CBC Radio, and the Frantics, Frantic Times, was one of them. And yeah. uh, it was, uh, oh, it was a delight to the point where, like, when the Air Force came back, it was like, ugh, I don't care for that. <laughs> but then they got a television show that I don't know whether it was successful or not. The Frantics? Yeah. I didn't like it at the time. Mm. I think I preferred their radio show because the radio show was way more expansive. And whereas the Frantics TV show was much more closed-in feeling. Closing to the point where it felt like the show was more about the production of it than it was about the comedy of it. Mm. It's like one of the very few comedy shows i know of where they would they film shots where you saw the ceiling it seemed <laughs> weird to me that you were that into your camera movements that you were filming the ceiling but you weren't like that didn't make the material better and of course they're recycling the problem with all these shows and the same with codco is there's so much material recycling in the first season of a show from their uh, radio from the radio from, 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 from the stage yeah. stuff whatever Godco did Godco uh, was the predecessor to this hour's 22 minutes exactly and yeah. they had like a live uh, they had a live show which i which i which i knew about because when I, back when i used to do uh, theater sports at the back alley theater mm. occasionally Codco would rent out the theater okay. to do like a, a live show sure. for like a week or so sure. touring across canada yeah and that and so when they started their own tv show and this was like I think I noticed it with with us when we did the Footlights. We did a TV show where we brought our stage stuff. And it was fine on stage, but it was way too... It's, I don't know if that's my headphones that are... Oh, doing out. the blop, 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 blop? Yeah. That was me turning down the volume on my computer. Oh, really? Yes, because I realized... Uh, no, that shouldn't be... Uh, oh, did your did your headphones go low as well when I did that? No, they just started to get fuzzy sounding. Okay. Well, I'm going to assume it's the headphones and not, not the microphones, because they seem to be working before. Okay. Um, Hopefully it's not your ears. Hopefully it's not my ears. You have a case of the fuzzy ears. Oh, no. Yeah, and so when you... Stuff that works fine on stage is way too broad for television. Because mm-hmm. television is 
strangely more intimate in a way than than stage can be, where you can be very broad on stage, very loud, very violent, and all those sort of things that work on stage when you bring them into like a more close, you know, it just doesn't... Boot to the head sketch doesn't work as well yeah. as, as it does uh, on radio, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought they did, they would always end with, uh, they had two reoccurring segments. One, they would make up a video game, and they'd do some very simple computer animation uh, to, to play a silly video game, which I thought was 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 neat, and I have I wasn't seeing anyone else do. Mm. And then they do a, a music video at the end. Yes, and those were always all right. They were like, mm. no, pretty pretty good. He puts uh, a lot of effort into this. I think yeah. they really tried. Like, oh, for sure. Just, you know, uh, it's it very innovative. Whereas you look at something like the as we mentioned, the Air Force, they would they did their show and they tried to take that to TV, and the first time it failed because they basically just tried to shoot their radio show. Yeah, and people went. Eh. Yeah. And uh, then they kind of embraced the form a bit more and, and ran for many years. Yeah, yeah. And if somebody didn't like the Air Force, I was like, they're shooting the radio show. This sounds great. Oh, they're just filming it. I thought they meant they're... Oh, I thought they were actually like with a, with a weapon. <laughs> the weapon. This is Canada. Firing where, on uh, there. It's hard, it's hard to come by those uh, at the CBC and, and what have you. Um, welcome, everybody, to our, uh, to our show. Thank you for, uh, thank you for uh, joining us. We're snowbound here in Vancouver. It's our... Uh, uh, snowbound. We, well, pretty well. We were uh, two days ago. Mm. We were pretty snowbound. You, none of the buses were really running around okay. here. Public yeah. trans, transportation was shut down. Uh, even this morning uh, at uh, Waterfront Station, you couldn't get on or off the the SkyTrain. It was just too packed. Uh, and uh, yeah, you just couldn't get around. You, I mean, you, there was no way of driving on the street in front of uh, our house. Mm. You just couldn't. Yeah, yeah. Unless you were a, a snowplow. Were you having? <laughs> were you having no problems at all uh, getting around and about where you were in Aldergrove? Well, we had more snow than you. Yeah. But I think we're more used to it than Vancouver, living where I live in a rural area. We're outside. Do of you the- get uh, your streets plowed? No. So when infinite snow is on your streets, how do you can't drive through it? So what do you do? Um. Well. If the snow is as high as your car's yeah. trunk, you cannot like over the over the hood of your car. Yeah, you can't dro- physically drive through it. So what do you, you do? You can. You just put it. You push it out of the way with your car as you're driving. The problem is, if it's too much, you just you do kind of create a situation where you can't get any farther along, which did happen to us one year <clears throat> with when with the Durango. We couldn't get down the road where we used to keep our horse horses because uh, the snow was too deep, and we were just creating a snowplow to the point where it was just couldn't push it push it any farther along yeah and luckily for us we uh, we have crazy neighbors so a lot of us shoveled the road like we shovel the snow off of the road because mm. we live in a cul-de-sac so we we have like a you know and they did plow for the first time ever they plowed our not our street but the street that we drive out onto that was the first time this year that they ever done that so that was pretty good but then it just snowed more and it was all covered again so <laughs> okay yeah, it is a thing where you're uh, shoveling uh, your your walk as you do social yeah. contract, yeah, and you turn back and see that it's covered as mm. you. Mm-hmm. It's just well, this is ridiculous. Yeah, but you know what are you going to do? Not do this? You got yeah. to. You got to do it. Yeah. Uh, well, luckily for us, uh, one of our neighbors has a little tractor with a snowplow on it, so he did the sidewalks. Oh, that is good. Okay. So yeah, he just came around. And he said to everyone, "Hey, don't bother doing your sidewalks. Like, I, I'm going to do it later." So. So yeah, he came around and just uh, plowed the them hero. all for us. Yeah, it was really nice of him. Yeah, it didn't look like we were going to get snow this year, and then uh, boom. Uh, why would you think that? Because uh, we get snow like one day a year usually. But traditionally, we get it in uh, late January. Oh, February. is that right? Yeah, yeah. That's our time for snow here in Vancouver. We hardly ever get snow before. We, uh, we in, were getting in my the living thing where memory. like the flowers were coming back up, and yeah, like, it looks stupid. like here it's spring, everything's <laughs> fine, and and then kapoof. 
and, uh, yeah. and we're all like here. <laughs> we just can't. We just can't get around. We just can't at all. Uh, I lived near a major street, Hastings, and yeah. uh, there were there was some people that were able to kind of make it around on Hastings because it's a real uh, main yeah, uh, yeah. road. But uh, anything on the side roads just no. That's you were like difficult. waist deep in snow. You're mm. just sludging through. Good luck. <laughs> waist deep. It was like in the backyard. It was I was I was up to I was growing oh growing deep. Let's see. It doesn't sound as nice well, to say waist deep, but yeah. Well, you guys got it deeper than we did. I don't think we had For it. For sure, yeah. It's like uh, our our you couldn't tell our stairs were stairs. Hmm. It was just straight down. You, wow. There was no shape to anything. It was just wow. you know, uh, I took a picture of my, uh, my bird feeder. Yeah. And it's just this enormous, you know, <laughs> foot and a half of snow just piles up on top and yeah. that was that was a bird feeder. Like there's just the ground up. Yeah. Huh. We like we like talking about the weather in Canada. Our chickens were very confused by it. Oh, was this their first snow? This is their first snow, and they didn't know what to make of it. They were complaining to me about it. I let them out the other day. Like, what the hell is this? Where's the grass? Just got to go around and eat stuff. That was the same thing with my cat. You know, out like it's time to eat some grass. Oh, what? Uh, okay, I'm still going to. No. Ah, uh, uh, angry. Back. So mad. Though we are a hero to uh, the local birds because we got a, a bird feeder that's up. So we were swarmed mm. with uh, with birds. We have a bird feeder too. It's called the Chicken Run. What? They, yeah, there's like six or seven birds in, stuck inside it, like trying to get out. Oh. But they can. There's a doorway. Yeah. But they're birds. They're like, I can go here. What? I can't? I'll go here. No. I have to come over this way, bird. But I can't go in there and disturb them because they'll scare them so they'll figure it out and we had to cycle the uh the hummingbird uh feeder uh stuff because it freezes mm. and the hummingbirds become dependent on on it yeah you know uh if if there's uh, not feeders around they'll uh, take off and they'll go to warmer climates and they'll go okay that's fine but if they have a source of food they're like oh i'll stick around for the winter i'm fine uh then when it freezes they're like oh hey 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 fix this <laughs> so uh, we had to fix that maybe so, it's not good that we do that Maybe. I mean, they're fine as long as they have access to food. Yeah, yeah. As long as we don't screw up, it's it's all fine and dandy for them. I guess, but it yeah. seems kind of... Dependent on us. Yeah, it's not how it should be. Yeah. They should be following their instincts going to Mexico. Yeah. Ugh, Mexico. <laughs> maybe luck. we should all go to Mexico. Well, why, are we, why are we here in the cold? <laughs> Apparently we have, we have, we have we access to, to that. We have to be here because of hummingbirds if we were all gone. That's true. There you go. You've created this problem for well, yourself. Well, I know uh, a friend of mine has a like a heater uh, for the hummingbird feeder, so it uh, it keeps it from mm. melting. Okay, and it's not that hard to do. You can do it with you know like a bulb and stuff, and everything's fine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe we are. Maybe we are messing up with nature. Sorry, nature. <laughs> it's not the first time humanity's done it. It's not going to be the last time. So uh, so there you are. But the snow hasn't been bothering you otherwise. You've been enjoying it. Oh, I love the snow. I Do you make a snowman? Out. Do you... Uh, no, I don't mess with snow, it. Snow angels? I don't like going outside. Well, then how do you like the snow? You're just, just inside. It's the yeah, same. Yeah. There's like no it. difference. Exactly. You could just be in the summer and just turn looks, up the heat and it pretend so, that it's... It uh, looks so nice, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just love how it looks. And I drive in it. I just don't like... I don't want... I'm not much of a walker. Walking. Blech. Yeah. Whereas I'm a huge walker, and so uh, this uh, just like <laughs> makes me all cabin <laughs> fever. It's a good excuse to not have to go anywhere. Gross. I hate not going anywhere. <laughs> I just like walking everywhere, and uh, it's like, yeah. And then, of course, no one knows how to drive in the snow around here, so it's all dangerous, and everyone's skidding around, I'd, and no one's got yeah. the right tires. That's a problem, you know. 
And uh, people don't know how to walk either. And so everyone's walking around just in like regular shoes and going, yeah, <laughs> when like, you know, yeah, you walk through a puddle. It's not waterproof shoes. Well, they My do feet they are know how to cold. walk. They just, well, although there was uh, some sort of in- information thing that they posted on Facebook of uh, how to walk like a penguin. Uh, how to walk like a penguin. Yeah. How to walk while so you don't fall over in the snow. Right. It's helpful, I guess. Well, it's also, uh, if you look at that, that's how you skate. Mm-hmm. Like it, skaters know this. It's like here's how here's it. where your balance goes. Yeah, there. And so skaters have no problem walking in the in the snow. But yeah, it's like you've got to uh, sort of lean, basically you got to look at like how Donald Trump looks. Uh, walk like that and you'll be fine because he's got that weird leaning forward thing that he does. Yeah. So that actually is good for he's center of balance. Change your center snow. of balance a little bit. Yeah. 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 And also uh, mate for life. That's the important thing if you're trying to do the penguin type thing because they mate for life. I don't think that's true. Actually, I think they found that's not true. Oh, they fuck around. They fuck around. Huh. How do you how do you know? How can you tell they're having sex with a different penguin? At least one. Like, of, wait a minute. That one's a little different. Uh, there's different. Home. There's different species of penguins, I guess. So, it's, one of them. So who's is the not, most unfaithful? I'm not too sure, but I was just reading somewhere and they were talking about how they've I had. Assume the, the emperor penguin. They're the least. I would assume the emperor would like mess around, right? You think the emperor? Why? Why? Well, who's like a faithful emperor? Well, you think well, emperor, not actually you think, an emperor. It's just a name for a penguin. Yeah, you name him after an emperor for a reason, probably. <laughs> That's right. You know, some birds aren't faithful. You know, what is it? A slut bird? Is that the one? I'm not, I'm not slut shaming any it's penguins. The, it's not just, the name of the bird. It was just, we named it that. The bird doesn't think of himself as that way. Oh, you're saying the birds don't name themselves? Yeah, the bird isn't. He's not. How a, about the chickadee? The chickadee says chickadee dee dee. It named itself. No, it doesn't say chickadee dee. Chickadee dee dee. It makes it yeah. sound like that, but we say chickadee. And oh, well, we, what, and do, we go, what do you think it's calling itself? It's not calling itself anything. It's a bird. Well, it must be calling itself something. I mean, the whole point of being a bird and singing is like get some attention. Get yeah, some, that's what it's saying. It's a saying. Get some uh, go away. opposite sex. Go away. Hey, it's me. Hey, go it's me. away. Yeah, but don't they say, hey, come go have away. sex with me. I'm Steve. Like, you know, whatever <laughs> they, the equivalent They don't is. say a name. They don't say the name. How, well, so someone goes like, oh, I'm a bird. I'm a, uh, so, so I'm a ladybird, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm flying, and I hear a guy going, hey, let's uh, get it on. Yeah. Like, oh, that sounds good to me. I'm a ladybird. This is yeah. my business. She uh, goes home and writes a letter. Goes home and <laughs> he, didn't a letter. Give me, he didn't give me an Dear address. sir. No. <laughs> you hear like, uh, you know, him going, chickadee-dee-dee. Yeah. And, uh, and you go, oh, I'm a chickadee-dee-dee. I, we should have sex. Yeah. So, so they turn, yeah. but then there's like five of them. Yeah. How, uh, how they know unless it's like, who said that? Me. <laughs> Chicken me, me, me. Kevin. Chicken me, me, me. Chicken me, me, me. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, you know, they, they hook up with like a different bird. You yeah. Know? It's shocking. Nature's shocking. Nature, well, nature is shocking. I will not disagree <laughs> with that. Nature is uh, horrifying, shocking, and beautiful. Mm. And everything. Yeah. And, you know, we're a part of it. That's true. I'd say. Don't 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 forget that part. Nope. You're part of that club. Yeah. But we name ourselves. No, we don't. You didn't name yourself when you were born. That's you true. didn't come out and go, Dave. <laughs> I spent as a species we name ourselves. Were you named after anyone? Mm-hmm. I was named after my dad's best friend. That my mom that after my mom wanted to name me Andrew. That's why that's my middle name. Okay. My dad said nope, we wanted to name me after his friend Dave, his best buddy, his pal. Was his friend a Dave or David? I guess he's a David because I'm a David. But I think he called him Dave. But um, my mom has uh, pointed out that she never actually met him. Or he never visited the family. Mm. Or my dad didn't have anything to do with him after So you've never met married. him? No, I never met, never met him. Have you seen a picture of him? I don't think so. Hmm. Not, that I, not in my memory, but okay. my memory's not that long. So I could have when I was younger, but I don't remember. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I prefer the name David to Andrew, to be honest with you. But I like them both. I think they're both good Would names. you go by... 
Andy or Drew or Andrew, if you had the name Andrew? Uh, Andrew. Oh, yeah. okay. Andrew. Andrew. It's hard to say. Andrew. It's a big mouthful. <laughs> well, I, I guess, I mean, I guess I wouldn't object to people having a nickname for me. But what I go you as... You don't want to and, be Andy, though. But, you know, my name is David. Mm-hmm. And people call me David. But they also call me Dave. And I don't mind. You don't mind, but which do you prefer? I guess I prefer David. Okay. That's my name. But I honestly don't. I honestly don't mind. I've been making though. a terrible mistake for at least 40 years. That's fine. Okay. Like I said, it doesn't bother me. Not 40 years. Because I feel That's like... Not right. I feel like... Maybe if, when we're 12. <laughs> <laughs> we were just acting like it. Yeah. When we... But, you know, like, you call me Dave. That's, like, you, the name you think of me as. And so that's fine with me. Like, I think you were more of a Dave in high school, which is when I met you. So, mm. you know, that was more of a Dave time. <laughs> a lot of people... Well, I have friend, other friends who are David. So a lot of... They'll be David and I'll be Dave. We also had fine. a comedy troupe and there was another David in the troupe. Hmm. So Dave and David you know, helped to uh, you know split it up a little bit, mix yeah. it up. Yeah. yeah, there you go. And yeah, I mean, my best friend growing up was a, was a David. So I was Big Dave. Yeah, there's no shortage of Davids in Canada. No, it's a very popular name in a certain generation. Yeah, it's, a, it's also a Bruce McCullough song that uh, mm. the Daves I know that uh, everyone related to yeah. quite a bit. It's funny, I don't think of Dave as a Canadian name. I think of Gord as like the archetypal canadian name but dave is probably also pretty by the way when we're talking about the frantics frantics were kind of the best until kids in the hall showed up and then well everyone has their time yeah but i think like uh level of level of success kids in the hall became you know they weren't they were an international um cult uh, mm-hmm. uh i think phenomenon well at least between canada and whereas America, i think yeah. like the frantics just it went to canada and that was strictly that was the yeah. end of it yeah, yeah. They never, yeah, well, they just were, I guess they weren't lucky enough to meet uh, Dave Thomas's wife, who, in, who introduced, would Emily, yeah. would introduce them to uh, Lauren Michaels. Lauren Michaels, and, you know, but that can, We were working with her on a, on a horror movie a little while ago. Okay. Yeah. That's right. That, that connection to the state, so I don't know if it really helped the kids in the hall. I think they actually had more, they had more freedom and more success in Canada to do what they wanted to do. Well, I, if that almost, it, not almost, it did kind of uh, break them up was, you know, th- they did get introduced to Lauren Michaels, but then he hired uh, Bruce and Mark to work on uh, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And uh, and then subs- and so that broke the group up. Mm. And so they all kind of went their separate ways. And then when they both got fired from the show, Mark got fired twice. Uh, later on, he was he came on after, after Kids in the Hall. Yeah, then yeah. they reformed Kids in the Hall and then... That's when uh, they kind of got picked up by Lauren as their own thing and toured mm. around New York, trying you know trying to get their chops together, yeah, and figure things out. So, let me just so do you get fired from Saturday Night Live, or do you not get rehired? Yeah, it just feels like you get fired if you're Charles Rocket. You get fired if you're Damon Wayans. I'm trying to think of people who have actually been fired for doing something. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, it's, yeah, you just don't, you just don't come get renewed for the next season. Yeah. And that feels like it's just like a natural part of the show, like an organic part of the show is that over time the cast is switched out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mark, uh, Mark was interesting in that he was one of those people like Chris Elliott or Michael uh, McKeon. Is that the, from a kid yep. from Spinal yep. Tap? Yep. Or even like Janine Garofalo. Who had great, were were very good sketch performers and had success doing yeah. other things. Yeah. Then they went on Saturday Night Live and it just didn't catch. No. Even though he and even though Mark was doing characters like 
some of his kids in the hall characters like he did do chicken lady once on okay. Saturday Night Live and just like whoosh, nothing yeah yeah you know and it was like they just didn't uh, they just didn't get it mm-hmm. and it was like mm-hmm. hmm, that's interesting seeing like you know you, what works over here doesn't work over here yeah and that doesn't necessarily yeah. mean when you're on Saturday Night Live that uh, oh well you don't work on Saturday Night Live well that's it for you <laughs> you know so mm-hmm. many people have gone on like Sarah Silverman or Chris Rock yeah have gone on afterwards to uh, you know enormous success mm-hmm. yeah it just doesn't fit the the show. That special live format, also having to jockey uh, for a sketch uh, uh, with all these other performers every every week and, and yeah. fight your fight your way on. Whereas I mean, kids in the hall, at least you know you'd be on regular they, enough. They, to, but they fought too. But I think, but the, you wouldn't have an episode where like Kevin would not be on for the entire yeah, show. Yeah, whereas yeah. Saturday Night Live, it'd be conceivable that you could miss three weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like oh, or just have like one line, mm-hmm. that, and that wouldn't happen on. Uh, on kids in the hall. No, that was much more, much more evenly divided. But uh, maybe for someone like McKinney, who's coming to, to it after like success, you're kind of like, do I really want to spend my time fighting for you know, like, yeah. I think this seemed like kind of there. He was just there. Mm-hmm. Didn't feel like he didn't really stand out. Yeah, he had like the character. Uh, he had a fop character that he did with um, this other guy who I I really like and I can't remember his name right mm-hmm. now. Um, but yeah, there wasn't. It was also a weird time. It was a weird time for the show where there was it just kind of messy and sloppy and all over the place and didn't mm. really seem to have okay. much focus to it. Okay. Yeah. Who else was in the cast at that time when Mark McKinney was on it? I I don't really I only can remember the only thing I can remember him doing in all that time on the show is interviewing Anthony the the actor from uh, ER was on and he did a Princess Diana impression where uh, and then Mark McKinney was like the interviewer so they did like they did like a parody of the Princess Diana interview that had oh, happened okay. that year but Mark McKinney was just like the interviewer he didn't like do like a character or anything it's just like a straight yeah he was kind of the straight yeah uh, he's a straight man in the in the bit yeah i'm trying to look at what it, uh, what years Mark McKinney was on Saturday night live and uh, i uh, i i just don't have it oh he also played Al Gore on the show hmm, well good for him wow he also did Ellen DeGeneres on the show that's that's interesting <laughs> This is all stuff that I would have to look up. Oh, yeah. here. Oh, wait a minute. I think I might have it. I think I might have it. Okay. Talk about something interesting while I figure this out. Here we go. He was on <laughs> Saturday Night Live from uh, 1995 sure. to 1997. 1995 to uh, Saturday Night Live, yeah. this, this would be, uh, so 1995, that would be, uh, season 20. Okay. Uh, so we have Ellen Cleghorn. Okay. She was all right. Uh, Chris Elliott. Very good on David Letterman. Uh, also, uh, also get, a, get a Life was all right. Shit's Creek is very good. He's very good in that show. Yeah. Chris Farley. Yeah. Okay. Would not be ignored. Nope. Uh, Janine Garofalo did not like her time there at all. <laughs> uh, Norm Macdonald. Very good. Yeah. Uh, Michael McKeon. Norm Macdonald has the personality. Michael McKeon was the first person I saw do a Vincent Price impression. Uh, Bill Hader does it now and is okay. uh, better. Uh, Mark McKinney, okay. Tim Meadows, All right. Mike Myers, Kevin Nealon, David Spade, and Adam Sandler. With featured players Al Franken, mm. Jay Moore, Molly Shannon, and Laura Keitlinger. Wow. That's a, that's a lot of good people yeah. for, you know, I think like a season that I remember being like, eh. <laughs> I don't. I, remember, I was still watching the show at that point, but I don't remember thinking much of it. Yeah, I was watching I, the I show a lot anymore. with a person I know 
who wanted to be on Saturday Night Live very, very much. Not enough to actually do anything about it. Yeah. But really wanted to be on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Uh, and was so hoping for just an invitation out of the blue. They basically they they had that feeling that if I'm good enough, they'll see me and invite me instead of you go to where they are. Yeah. And yeah. be seen. Mm. Uh, like I'll just keep doing stuff here in Vancouver until I'm noticed. Yeah. Which, you know, in 1995, wasn't how it worked at all. <laughs> It probably doesn't work that way in 2019. But, but they, 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 they watched like a couple episodes and were like, well, this isn't, this, they got mad that like it wasn't, it wasn't quite, you know, it wasn't good. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was just annoyed because again, I, I, I'm a big comedy fan. So I was seeing like, oh, Chris Elliott and Janine Garofalo are on this. They're, they're really good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was rooting for, you know, I was, I was rooting for Mike Myers, you know, and, uh, I was, I always liked, that he would like take things from Canada that no one knew, yeah. and he would make things on Saturday Night Live that seemed, you know, they would just borrow things like we had we had the TV show Sprockets, yes, you know, and say do Sprockets, or he'd have this character Simon that was in a bathtub, yeah, and he'd uh, use the uh, Simon in the Land of Chalk drawing song, but yeah, yeah. you know, he'd, he'd just make it his own and like, hey, hey, I know where this is all from, <laughs> hey, not fooling us, but people, uh, people, people enjoyed it. They did. They did. So is that like in the beginning of his career or the mid part of his, uh, for Mike Myers? Like when did he join the show? His, this was actually his final season. Okay. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking that it might be near the end of his uh, yeah, time. He was there. already on fire there. And, and yeah, the big stars there were, you know, Adam Sandler and, uh, and Chris Farley. Those were definitely the breakout, breakout people with, you know, David Spade kind of hanging around on the side. Yeah. And yeah. Insulting any Murphy. Tim Meadows was there for infinity time. The most amount of time until, uh, you know, uh, oh, what's the guy's name? Kean, Kean, uh, Kean. Who's who's the fellow on who's been on for like fifteen years now? I don't know. Okay, very good. You got me there. Okay, well, I'm gonna look up his. Because I, I don't have to know. This is a very interesting conversation. Are you not a uh, Are you not a Saturday Night Live uh, fan? That's. I guess it's fine. I just don't watch it anymore. Uh, it's uh, Keenan Thompson. That's that's who's been on. Oh yeah, Saturday yeah. Live for uh, mm. Infinity. He does the Family Feud thing. Infinity, Infinity, Infinity time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, why not? I mean, if they're gonna ha- have someone hang around, why not? I'm probably it's probably really good money. He's also, I'm sure, seen other people who have left, and mm. you know, what do you? Well, I mean, what's he gonna do? Is he gonna do Fat Albert too? I think that ship sailed. <laughs> well, I, I, that is true. Like, it, there's a particular skill set to do Saturday Night Live. That's not necessarily transferable away from that show. Like you can have like a big star of the show, like thinking like that Cherry O'Terry, mm-hmm. who was very big on the show and her time really? there, huge. And where, what, where? I guess she's she doing... was on the. Um, she did appear exactly. on the New Year's uh, thing, the Dick Clark's Rockin' whatever. Was she CNN? the one doing the Barbara Walters? Barbara Walters, yeah. I thought that was her, and that's what made me think of her. Not Dick Clark. It would be CNN because it was yeah. uh, Anderson Cooper. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Listen, yeah. one of the hardest things for me is come hmm. up with a bunch of names. <laughs> I know. I can tell you. I can tell you most things about most things that I know. But if you ask me, oh, what's the name of that person? Ugh, there we go. But yeah, uh, Keenan has been on Saturday Night Live since two thousand and three. And he made a decision in 2013, 10 years later, that he wouldn't do something on the show. What is that thing that he decided he would On Saturday do? Night Live. On Saturday Night Live, he went, well, that's it for me doing this. I won't do that anymore. Bill Cosby. No, it wasn't Bill Cosby. He oh. did Bill Cosby afterwards. <laughs> he did Bill Cosby for the 40th anniversary show because okay. Eddie Murphy wouldn't do it. Ah. There was a, there was a little uh, clip, and uh, they, wanted to, they wanted Eddie Murphy to do it, but nope. 
and uh, and so he and so he did it. I think but, Eddie Murphy was right, but um, really, yeah. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna say O.J. Simpson. In 2013, yeah. he refused to play any more black women on the show. Oh, and insisted that Saturday Night Live hire black women instead because well, he was playing almost fair. all the black women. Yeah, that's fair. Yep, good for him taking a stand. Why I think that Eddie Murphy made the right choice is that I don't know. It's just like he doesn't have an unblemished record, so yeah, that's a dangerous you know. thing. What would have happened would have been. I agree with you. What would have happened is the next day, firstly, it would have killed. Then the next day, <laughs> yes. people would have said, "Did he go too far?" Yeah. And then they would have gone, you know, he's had his own brush with blah, 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 <laughs> which he really exactly. hasn't. I mean, yeah. the things the things that he's done, done wrong were like, you know, he he uh, gave a ride to a uh, transsexual uh, sex worker. Yeah. Uh, which, okay. In the big scheme of things nowadays, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then... <laughs> Uh, he got a, well, he didn't get, you know, it's hard to say this in the right way. He got, uh, uh one of the Spice Girls pregnant, said uh, it wasn't his baby. It turns out to be his baby and it was his baby. So there. And Is so, that right? I didn't yes. know that. Uh, Mel B. So, uh, yeah. So Scary Spice. So there's that. But again. Unlike Mel C, who is uh, Sporty Spice. There you are. That is, uh, it's not great to say that kid's not mine and yeah. uh, prove it, but, uh. You know, there you go. But on the big scale of things, uh, that's it. Okay, fine. fine. I mean, he also, you know, uh, apologized later on for the really homophobic material in his stand-up specials. Uh, but it's is in no way Bill Cosby. But uh, when, <laughs> but you know, but when you do something like that, but but yes, what did like, happen? If proof proof uh, is in the uh, the proof. The proof is in the Jello pudding. The proof is in the. That's right. The proof in the pudding is in the Jello pudding. Absolutely. Uh, when he did do Saturday Night Live recently, he did do an impression of Bill Cosby, and then mm. Bill Cosby's publicist uh, came after him hard the next day. Yeah. To which everyone went. Bill Cosby still got a publicist. <laughs> Holy shit. What a gig. He still has a lot of money. Well, it's just like, what a gig for that guy. Yeah, really. And also, what I thought at the time was, this means other people tried out for this job and did not get it. Yeah. And they had to go, yeah, yeah, I tried out to be Bill Cosby's publicist. Oh, oh, that's... Joseph Goebbels, Cosby's publisher, (laughs) or publicist, came out with some... Yeah. This had never happened. Um, It's funny. I was uh, watching... I was wassening... To some interviews on on YouTube, a little. We'll allow that one more week. The wassening. Why? <laughs> Unless we make it a segment called Dave Wassons. <laughs> I've used this before. I don't. Kind okay, of, go ahead. Uh, it was some, a YouTube video, but it was interesting because I was just letting it cycle through, and it was just randomly whatever was next came up, and it was a it was an appearance by Eddie Murphy on uh, on David Letterman show. Okay. Well, the first appearance was it was George Miller. David Letterman's stand-up comedy friend was having a sit-down with with uh, David Letterman, and I guess George Miller had mentioned Eddie Murphy. Okay, and so then Eddie Murphy just pops in. So huh. this, uh, this time he was on Saturday Night Live. Everyone went nuts, and George Miller was very upset. Oh, really? You could see, yeah, yeah. Oh, he was trying not to be upset, but you could see he felt like, oh, the limelight's been taken away from oh. me. But George Miller, you don't deserve any limelight. You're just lucky that you have a friend named David Letterman who is bringing you on this show. His first episode of uh, Late Night with David Letterman, they set up a George Miller regular segment. Do you remember that? I don't. It was George Miller. Uh, George Miller's in my room. Oh, okay. And he'd go like George Miller's room, and he'd like complain about something, and he end with, "I'm George Miller, and I'm in my room." 
and then he'd like cover the lens huh. and that would be the end of his thing and people i guess didn't care about that and so that was the end of that yeah 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 uh so so, so letterman yeah and so then but then it played the next one was like an appearance by eddie murphy on david letterman promoting beverly hills cop mm-hmm. and i think i know where you're going with this why uh with the balloon Oh, yeah, there was a blimp in it, yeah, with yeah. he was controlling the blimp, which is really charming. Yeah. Because he's just like a little kid, and he's just like fascinated with uh, this. And it ends with him holding uh, the blimp at crotch level. Yeah, yeah, and, that's uh, going, right. Uh, you know, this is about right. <laughs> this is about and right. But no, it was. No, like, that is quite the dirty joke. But this, but what uh, was fascinating to me was, well, he complained to Letterman that he was on, wasn't invited on the show for two years. And David Letterman was like, well, you're, you're a big star. We thought you'd just say no. And he goes, well, of course I would come on the show. And then, uh-huh. uh, and then he's talking, and he's but he seemed like he seemed very aware of the situation he was in, in a way that he seemed to lose track of later in his life. Because he was talking about how he's making a record, he's sing- doing a record, and he but he said, you know, the first song went really well, but I did the first song with Rick James, so of course it was really good. But I haven't been working with Rick James on the rest of the stuff, <laughs> so I don't know. But he says all my friends are you know, who I pay are telling me it's really good. So he just seemed to have this awareness, you know, and he mentions his ego as well. He's like, you know, like, uh, you know, he says, I don't know if it'll be good for my ego, but you know, either it's going to be really good and people are really going to like it or it's going to be really bad. And I'm a comedian. So that's okay as well. So he just seemed to have like a real kind of self-awareness, almost looking outside of himself, you know, where the experience is so new to him that he can still look at it as a kid from, from Long Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's, from Long Island. I, mean, I think he's from Staten Island, actually. But anyway, okay. from a kid from, you know, the outskirts of New York City who can look at, you know, look at himself in this new situation and, and be aware of it, which he seemed to lose track of later in his career when he became... But it's hard to say, though. Well, he's like, one of these guys, like, he is so talented on so many levels. Mm-hmm. What do you do with him? Yeah, yeah. And, and there's, not a, there's not a lot that you do after a certain... Like, you want, you want to be the, you're the angry young man uh, who's reacting to things and calling out bullshit and yeah. looking really cool, and that's great. And that's uh, Beverly Hills Cop, mm-hmm. or even 48 Hours, you yeah, know? It's yeah. just like, that's great. But then you get a little older, and you're not that guy. So are you playing dads? Mm-hmm. What are you playing? Yeah. What are you doing? And, and then he went into, like, the family stuff for a while and that was all right and you do voiceover stuff and you do the pjs and you do donkey and, and then what then yeah. what you know yeah. he, he did dream girls got nominated for an oscar didn't win the oscar but you know like yeah you're really good you're an amazing singer you're amazing all this stuff yeah yeah what uh, have you seen dolomite the what My watched half of it last night haven't watched the rest of it yet. okay i forgot it was on mm-hmm. i forgot it was on i mean i haven't had time to watch it it's so. very surreal it's very surreal but he's have very, you seen he's movies have you it. seen dolomite movies no they're not very good at all. I would not expect them to be. But it's I'm sort of. I'm, but also, I would expect them not to be for me at all. You know, so I I, I, I don't know who they're for. I mean, I guess they're for someone, but yeah, they're really. I don't know. Like if they were for me, I'd be like, can I get something better? <laughs> well, when no can, one's making couldn't what I'm getting be better. When no one's making material for you, yeah. Then someone comes along and is making material for you. I think there's also a lot of appreciation for that. See also. Uh, kids in the hall and the frantics and whatever, as we earlier referred to, is like, hey, they're talking, or even the Air Force, they're talking Canadian stuff. How was it? Eh. But they're talking about <laughs> stuff for me, so I appreciate that. That's that's a thing. Like in the end of Dolomite, uh, my name is Dolomite. Uh, you see him doing um, stand up for uh, like basically he 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 takes street jokes, he takes street material yeah. from homeless people and then makes it makes it his own. Gets okay. records uh, their uh, their stuff and then uses it. Um, and you, and you see him killing 
in uh, in black clubs. Yeah, and then uh, they play they're playing it for uh, white producers who are just sitting back, just going, eh? Like they're not getting <laughs> yeah. it like at all. Yeah, yeah. No, can, until until they that. realize that it's selling. It's like who cares? Mm-hmm. It's not for me, but like. It, this is selling. So it was selling to people who would like buy a Red Fox album yeah, or yeah. something like that yeah, or a yeah. party album. Sure. We don't really remember that, uh, you know, back then they had party albums that would not be sold like in, in, in regular record stores. It'd yeah. just be sold under the counter mm. and you just take it out at your party and play this dirty. You guys are going to kill it. This yeah. filthy record. And there, there you go. But those things did sell very, very well. So, yeah. yeah right. And I almost don't want to watch the rest of the movie because, you know, it's a movie. So clearly there's got to be a fall at some mm, point here. And I'm like, yeah. I'm watching the rise and I'm yeah, like, yeah. happy seeing this person rise. And I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah. this is great. Uh, just tell me when to stop watching the movie <laughs> before, you know, he discovers, you know, whatever his great flaw is. And yeah, he's going to yeah. start taking drugs or he's going to start doing something and it's something dumb and the mob will show up or some bullshit. I, I, I don't want to, I, I don't want to see that. I just want to see the, it's, things are going well. The end. That'd be fine by me. I guess I was disappointed because I've heard about, about it a lot like through my life i've heard about dolomite and so then i noticed that the movie was on somewhere maybe on tcm they were playing it and so i watched it and i was just like oh this is this is not good but i had seen a movie earlier i didn't realize it was by him though called it's called like the disco godfather or something like that disco godfather it was like a a disco based gangster movie but it was really inept and i was watching and i was just like but you know i'm not a big fan of bad movies like, I, I just find them boring rather than, like, I don't really get it, like, watching a bad movie. Like, I don't I don't think I don't people that were enjoying them were, were enjoying them because they were bad, though. No, they just no. related to them. But I think, well, Disco Godfather is, like, a dreadful film. Like, it's okay. just, like, it's just not well made at all. It's, like, hard to follow and it's a real mess. And it just doesn't, you know, I don't know. I just don't get it. Like, I just don't. No, no. And I get, I get that yeah. you don't get it. That's the other thing, too, is, like, I almost look at it like a food and it's, like, uh, you know, or listening to punk rock for the first time or something, you just go, well, this is terrible. It's like, yeah, you're not used to it. You've got no yeah, uh, yeah. reference point for, for what this is. So you'll hear it and your body will immediately reject it. And mm. just like, well, this is just bad. I don't like it. It's not <laughs> like what I hear. And so better. Yeah. Or it's like a food that you've never had before. And it's like, uh, let me try this durian. Oh, Jesus. Oh, this is the worst food. Yeah. Holy. Oh, my gosh. But I mean, I don't want to watch The Room either. I th- the Room's like, a different situation. Like that to me is it's just a bad movie. And the it's Room boring. wasn't made... The room didn't come out and people went, yes, room. And people didn't immediately in the theaters go, woo. And then other people went, coincidentally, we think this is bad. Oh, well, you're going to enjoy it on a different level than us that really enjoy the room, right? So, But I think people really enjoyed those movies, the Dolomite movies, as what they were, as like a midnight movie showing Maybe. thing. Yeah. But the, I don't think anyone enjoyed the room as a... I'm not trying to. I'm trying not to confuse it with Room, two very different movies. Very different. And films. Roomba, which is uh, all a vacuum cleaner. It's <laughs> a vacuum cleaner. Don't don't confuse that. How can you not think the vacuum cleaner? Now, it goes around the room and just vacuums when you're not home. If you could have a the room Roomba that would say quotes from the movie The Room while going around, that would be uh, no. Yeah, people wouldn't. Wouldn't that. want that either. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't. But uh, <laughs> there's a market for, for it. I don't for want sure. it. Life's too short. Life's too short for these things. But there's I wish better uh, stuff out there. I do wish Eddie. You watch Foxy Brown. You watch. Other, you know, there's other good like, movies from that time period that are good. So they're not great either, though. There's a uh, Kevin Hart. Let's be honest. There's a Kevin Hart special that's not special, but there's a Kevin Hart miniseries I haven't watched yet on um, on Netflix. And I say yet because I would like to watch it, but I just haven't had the time. And also, I'm like, oh, this will be uncomfortable. And it's uh, it's him uh, during the time period where he got caught cheating on his wife and also got turned down from hosting the Academy Awards. Okay. 
because of, uh, you know, uh, doing uh, homophobic tweets, you know, earlier on. People, like, found those and went like, hey, what's all this about? And, and also, he had some material in his act that was, you know, pretty ugh. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've heard a bit of his act when uh, some workers were that weren't us but was work, working at our work they were playing comedy things while they were working yeah and so I was like I had one day I had like was working on some paperwork while they were directly above me and I was listening to this album and I was like I, I'd never heard Kevin Hart before but I was listening to it and I went I bet you this is Kevin Hart just from his voice yeah and then it was and I was like he's no good and kind of uh, once again not for me but yeah yeah there was um and so he he really doubles down on that he's that he's not and it, it, he doesn't come across well at all in this okay. documentary at all it's very very it's very why very is organic. it why is it released then well it's it's still publicity like bad publicity is still publicity. okay okay a car accident still gets attention yeah so yeah, yeah get people in to see uh jumanji 2 or whatever that is sure but it kind of threw me down a a, a road where i was um where I, I looked at um, this old clip of the Arsenio Hall show. Okay. And the Arsenio Hall show had uh, there's a there's a there's a famous uh, night where gay activists showed up and they stood up in the middle of Paul Hogan was supposed to be coming on. Okay. And they stood up in the back row of the uh, audience and were protesting that he wouldn't have like uh, Gus Van Sant on and um, and 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 said that he didn't have uh, gay entertainers on. Okay. And that they needed greater representation. And it's all Arsenio losing his shit, just going, you know, you think you're a minority, I'm black. You know, I'm the biggest minority that there is. Uh, you know, I've got gay friends. It's all the things that you would say. Yeah, like, yeah, I've yeah. got gay friends, what have you. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, later on when he was talking about it, he was saying how what they didn't know is, you know, I was having like Louis Anderson on. I was having Ellen on. I was having like all these people on. But yeah, none of them were out of the closet. I was going to say none of them were out. Yeah. So it's, that isn't representation at all. But yeah. he felt like he was, they, they were completely in the wrong. But I'm looking at this going like, oh, man, they, they're very brave. That's yeah. just like a thing. Yeah, if that's how a protest works, you know, he was he was really angry. They're interrupting his show, but every protest is and, rude. Yeah, that's right. Otherwise, you know, and they it? were they were being you know polite about it. They were standing. Well, not polite. No, it's not polite. <laughs> but like they were they weren't being like violent. They weren't mm-hmm. you know yelling you know uh, you know swears or anything. It was just they needed they wanted representation, and it just it just made me kind of think. We're like. Even to this day, Arsenio still thinks he was in the right with it. Mm. They were also complaining about, like, he did gay characters. Okay. But those are characters. But I do characters about plumbers. And I do characters about this. I do characters about everybody. So it's like, yeah, that's not. But there's no other representation. <laughs> yeah. Then this is the only thing that's, that sticks out. Yeah. And it made me think, like, okay, so Eddie Murphy had his two specials. Or his two comedy specials. Yep. And both of them had really homophobic stuff in it. Yep. Uh, and I bet if you were to ask Arsenio Hall, who was really good friends with Eddie Murphy, were those homophobic? He'd be like, nope. And so, you know, and, and Eddie Murphy had like a, you know, one of his characters was a gay hairdresser on Saturday Night Live. And that mm-hmm. was the thing. Yeah. It's the old Apu fucking problem. It's like, there's nothing wrong with Apu on The Simpsons, except that there's no other representation of Indian characters in, on television at the time, so that becomes the only representation. Yeah. Same thing with gay characters. If there's only like you know flamingly gay characters as representation, then then that's that's the issue. But he he was you know he's going no I'm nothing I'm doing is wrong. And then you look at people like Tracy Morgan or you look at people like Kevin Hart, and they have uh, and they come from this tradition uh, where like you will do gay jokes, and the gay joke the root of the gay joke is if my son showed up and said that he was gay, I would kill him. And both of them have jokes along those lines. <laughs> that's that's the exact thing. That, that's that's not a joke. But anyway, they was 
they would say that it's a joke. And people in the audience laughed at the joke. Hmm. And so this is this is just a thing. And you go like, well, this is a long How time ago. How would you kill him? <laughs> right. You go like, this was a long time ago. Like, Eddie Murphy feels like that was a long time ago. He's probably learned from that. He's apologized for that. I okay. got that. Uh, Arsenio Hall still thinks he was in the right. Okay. So I'm like, mm, okay, what do you got to do? Tracy Morgan, well, he still feels like a bit of an older guy. I can see how he would not kind of get it. And yeah, also, yeah. he's been through an accident lately. You don't want to get on him. But then you get to Kevin Hart and just go, you seem like a young guy. You really should fucking know better. You really should fucking know better than this. And it's still, it still continues to this day with this freaking train of things. And it just feels so strange that he went like, you know, it's a good idea. I'll have a documentary. Uh, <laughs> and I'll uh, put it out there and I'll, yeah. uh, I'll really like, you know, do the, do the doubling down on it. And it's like, oh, just, ah. But. You know, he's, uh, it's, it's, he's doing the Jumanji too, and he's doing all these things, and still feels that he was, uh, wronged by not being able to host the Academy Awards. Though, honestly, I feel like if he had hosted the Academy Awards, he would have just, like, just burnt up so badly. Oh, really? Yeah, I do. Huh. I do. Yeah. It, like, when he, he revealed some of the material that he was going to do, and, and was so proud of it. And I can't remember it, but just listening to it, it was just like, whoa. <laughs> So many bullets dodged on that. Oh, brother. Wow. And so on. Hmm. So that's all I have to say about that. It's not for you. Um, no. <laughs> that's that's what I got out of the story. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, that's what I took from it. And you're, and what you got out of it was, that's not a joke. <laughs> that's not a joke. It would be interesting to have you in the audience for any of those bits. And just stand up and go, excuse me, sir. <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, that, is, I, I question the veracity of this and whether or not that was a joke at all. Am I right, people? Was that a joke? That, sir, you have fooled me and I paid for jokes. <laughs> I will sit back down and take my answer off air. That's right. How are you going to kill your son? Would you shoot him? Stab him? Would you make a, do it over a long period of time or right away? Just curious how exactly you're going to kill your son. <sighs> Man, can you imagine having a parent who you, you, you can't be who you are? I'm just thinking about Aaron Hernandez. I didn't know this about him. Do you know who Aaron Hernandez was? He was no. a, a football player, very talented football player. He played for the New England Patriots, who went to prison for killing a person for no real reason. This guy was, I guess he was the fiancé of his sister, but also he worked for Aaron Hernandez as his joint roller. So, you know, he was like a, a higher up in his, his uh, you know, his organization yeah he had a very bad guidance counselor and what should i be joint roller okay but what i thought what i heard that was interesting is that aaron hernandez when he was a teenager had had a, a multi-year relationship with his friend like a gay relationship with his friend but i guess getting into football he couldn't be that way so he had a fiance he did all this stuff but i just wonder if that wasn't who he was if everything that he did to himself that all his drug you know his drug addiction and his alcoholism and stuff like that was this part of having to kill who he was in order to fit into this culture that's very homophobic, which is mm -hmm. why most sports players, even gay athletes, do not come out in their career mm -hmm. because it would just be a nightmare. So they just go along with all the, you know, the whole kind of, the whole, that whole, you know, sort of homophobic element of, of, of jock, jockdom, which is like a self-perpetuating thing, you know, and like, because no one will stand up against it. No one will say, well, this, this is not funny, guys. Like, why are we... Why are we still doing this, like, forever? Like, are we still going to be doing this in 30 years, making the same stupid jokes? Mm -hmm. But no one no one can do that. And we haven't had, like, a Jackie Robinson. 
like a gay Jackie Robinson, like someone who's super talented, who can like break down these barriers. You know what I mean? Like we just haven't, and the ones who are gay aren't coming out, you know, the, during their careers. And you're talking about things like football. You're not talking about other sports. No, I'm not talking about, yeah. I'm not talking about other sports. Yeah, I'm like talking about football. tennis and whatnot. What, tennis, no, is, no problem. tennis is a little different, but I mean. Billie Jean King was like openly gay. Billie Jean King was openly gay? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. I, I didn't. So. I did. Well, I mean, she played when I was very young, so I didn't know that about her. I knew that. I knew now that she that she was a mm-hmm. lesbian, but I didn't know. And I know that Martina Navratilova is a lesbian, but she did not come out during her career. Mm-hmm. Arthur Ashe, the tennis player, did not come out during his career, but that was a long time ago. Um, I'm just trying to think of a gay tennis player now. I have to admit, I don't know all their private lives. Not that it's. Super I don't relevant. know any tennis players' names really, except for it's the, not really the Williams sisters. That's about it. And I'm done. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Wow. How about Rafael Nadal? Nope. Roger Federer? I've heard the name, but okay. uh, you could have told me that he was a baseball player and I would have <laughs> like, uh, gone along. Well, we can talk say baseball as well. There's no gay baseball players. There's no gay basketball players. There's no gay football players. There's no gay hockey players. I mean, there are gay hockey players. There are gay basketball players. For sure. Those all have gay players in them, but they do not admit it during their careers. Even after the career is over, they probably don't really talk, want to talk Ellen about it. Ellen DeGeneres actually has a really good special called Relatable that's out now talking about how uh, when she came out on her show, mm. she didn't work for three years. Yeah. And Laura Dern played her girlfriend on the show, and she didn't work for a year after that. And Laura that, Dern? Laura Dern. Wow. Yeah, and that's Laura Dern. Yeah, yeah. You know, and... Uh, I wonder what she did after that. Was that before or after Jurassic Park? I'm not really sure. Probably before Jurassic Park, right? Because it was early 90s that... Again, I would have to. I would have to look it up. Don't and bother. I could, don't yeah. bother. It's fine. And then you would like roll your eyes and go. I would. It doesn't matter. Up. It's not important. But that's really oh, that's fascinating. I. I mean, I knew that Ellen killed her career for a while. I mean, she was still working as doing stand up, or she's not doing any stand up at all. I don't think she was doing stand up at all. No, I think she had enough money that she was uh, okay. you know, able to. But was keep that because like her show was still syndicated, which was uh, these friends of mine. And then it became uh, Ellen. Yeah, yeah. Was the name of the show, and then uh, then yeah, it went off after a season where she was out on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, three years of nothing, and then she got offered the uh, talk show, and uh, you know, according to her, you know, she was told by like you know some people that you know no one no one wants to see um, a gay women in the afternoon. <laughs> And uh, that seems like the perfect time proof, for gay women. Prove prove them wrong, and then huh. and then such. Yeah. Who doesn't like the afternoon? It's certainly a good time for napping. But, yeah. yeah, I don't think the homophobia de- is, is afternoon-based. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, <laughs> I think it has anything to do. Issue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, see, you know, that's... I mean, she is so brave. Unbelievably brave. Like, think about what she did in the middle of having a fairly successful sitcom. I'm not going to say what her story is, but she, 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 she ends her special... No, she actually ends her special on a Q&A that's quite good. Yeah. But, like, she ends her special talking about a dream she had and and that's when she and she woke up from that dream and went i gotta i gotta come out wow yeah wow and it's a good dream it's a good dream it's a really good story so you it's said worth, this is on netflix yeah it's called uh, relatable it's a very oh, it's a very funny it. stand-up special i'm a big fan of i mean i liked her a lot then as well i mean i was a, i watched that show and i remember when i was watching when she came out i was like oh poor airy gross because he played her boyfriend on the show it's like, oh, that guy's, I don't know what's going to happen to him. And he just kind of faded out of the show. Was Jeremy Piven also on that show? I don't I remember Jeremy Piven being I on the show. I think he was. I think he was one of mm. these friends of mine. The I believe, and if I'm getting this right, the original title was going to be Friends. 
Okay. But then the other friends came out. Uh, and so they had to change the name to uh, these friends of mine. And then, yeah, they later changed it to Alan. Mm, then mm. to Valerie's family. I don't know why. I don't know why Valerie's family. That makes, <laughs> that makes no sense at all. Sense, no sense at all. Like, become, it made sense when Valerie Harper left yeah, yeah. The, her show. but Why did it become Ar- Ar- Archie's place? That yeah. was the part I thought that was weird after. Uh, no, that's really, yeah, it's fascinating. It's a, yeah, that's incredibly brave. Yeah, that's been the one place where people of, you know, massive celebrity have been able to make a difference. But sports, you need someone who's brave enough. But when will and you? And talented enough. Right, but when in Because it can't just be. Yeah, when in sports will you athlete. come out? Like what, like in, like in, like in the arts, you can have an acceptance speech where you say a thing or yeah, yeah. you can actually incorporate it probably into your work. If mm-hmm. you're a singer, you can put it into a song. Yeah. Or if you're Ellen, you got a sitcom, you can put it into your sitcom. But if you're a football player, yeah. when, when does that, when does it come up? You know, uh, afterwards talking or well, you do you just be, have your you husband there or there something? Was, or? There was Michael Sam, who was a college, quite a very, ta- a very talented college player. Yeah. Who was openly gay, who played, played, played in, you know, through the whole career, I even went in for trials for the NFL. But he just wasn't good enough to get into the NFL. So I just think that you need someone who's great, who is so good, you know, but it's so rare, right? They have to be like Wayne Gretzky good. They have to be Tom Brady good. They have to be someone who is so good that people don't just dismiss them because they're gay. You know what I mean? Like Jackie Robinson as the first black player. Like he was so good as a baseball player, he was undismissible as a black man. Mm -hmm. Like you couldn't just say, well, our experiment was a failure. We're not going to let black people play. No, he was so good that he was able to break down those barriers. Not just good as an athlete, but good as an ambassador for who he was, you know? And, but if someone had come in and they hadn't been a, a good enough player, then people would have just said, well, he can't have black men play. They obviously can't play back, back baseball, right? And if you have like a, a gay man come out and then not be successful, what are people going to say? They're going to be well, like, well, of course he wasn't successful. He's gay. There's no gay athletes when there's so many of them, but they have to be, they have to be closeted. Yeah. So and once once this ends, it will end, and it, it will, will end, end, and then that will be great. Of course, it's the thing. Like it's, again, it's the thing like gay marriage, where you just, or same sex marriage, where mm-hmm. it's like it's so not an issue at all, like at all. Like you really, say that I do say that, but it will. It is an issue. How so? Because there's lots of people who are opposed to it. Are you talking about in Canada? It's not an issue. Or are you saying? I would say like in the states, it's like it's what it is. Like the, the, I don't it, see like it, open. It could, I don't see open, you know, uh, you know, online is a different, a different matter. But yeah, are yeah. there people like besides Westboro Baptist and bullshit? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But they're not Westboro Baptist is such a small, like I could fit them all in this room. Yeah, I know. No, it is, know, and we'd have room for lemonade no point and even, a pinball machine. There's no point talking about them. No, yeah. but there are influential people in Washington who are working against gay marriage, obviously. Yeah. They're going to fail. They're, it's not going to happen. Once you've given a right, Taking away the right is very, very difficult to do. Well, I mean, if they can repeal Roe versus Wade, they can they can repeal uh, a Supreme Court decision. It doesn't it doesn't mean it's going to stand forever. Mm-hmm. Like the Supreme Court decisions can be overturned by other Supreme Courts. So if you stack your Supreme Court with enough conservative judges, right? They haven't repealed Roe versus Wade. I'm just saying they could do that, though. They could do a lot of things. Yeah, you know what I mean. Things could things could happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But until they, uh, yeah, I don't think uh, they're going to repeal Roe versus Wade unless, again, so many people get into power, so many, and that's yeah, yeah. all crazy bananas. 
Uh, but you know what I mean? Well, like that's yeah. that's what but that's the thing. That's a right given, mm-hmm. and to take a, a right away is like very very difficult to do. It's very difficult to do. Like I understand you can go like, hey, how about the half of the Bill of Rights went away? You know, with the Patriot Act. It's like, yeah, I get I get what you're saying there, but yeah. when it's like a when it's a personal right like that, that's a that's I think that'd be a tougher tougher thing to do. But and also you know the but I'm I, just saying there are people working. Oh yeah, there's always those be. things as well. Sure, there's always going to be. That. That's why. That's why some, some people are Nazis. Some people why. are actively Nazis, but Nazis aren't going to take yeah. over. You know, it's just like there's Nazis. Yeah, there's always going to be those pieces of shit. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why so many evangelical Christians are swallowing, you know, just swallowing hard and and take, you know, and dealing with Donald Trump, who Donald Trump is, because they feel like he's someone who will give them what they want, which is the you know anti-abortion the. the the end of gay marriage and stuff like that. When the reality is Donald Trump could care less about any of these things. Yeah. Like he just could give a shit. But to them, that's the reason. Yeah. There's no way that he has not paid for an abortion or two in his life. There's no (laughs) way that's, that's, that's never happened. Or had gay marriage. He was married twice. I'm quite certain that he was gay. No, I'm just, I just feel so sorry for the fellas. (laughs) It just makes me, it just makes me feel so so sad for the lads that would be involved in that. Ah, it's just a whole big sad. It's, It's interesting when you're, we were talking earlier about like getting fired from Saturday Night Live. The only two people I know did get fired from Saturday Night Live were Charles Rocket, one for for, for swearing, for swearing. Uh, and he so, did he get fired or did he just get let go at the end of the season? I think they just else? got let go at the end of the season, like everyone else. Oh, yeah. right. Okay, well, Damon Wayans for sure did get fired because uh, he was just playing a police officer in a scene and decided to do a uh, flaming gay character uh, with a police officer. And so he was immediately fired as oh, soon really? as he like walked off, huh? uh, you know, uh, walked off this. Because he stage. went off script or because he did Because he went off gay. character. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Mm. He and, uh, and again, we mentioned this on the show that his stand-up used to act, end with, you know, have you ever hit a gay guy? And then he uh, does the, uh, sl- you know, does an impression of slapping a gay guy and the guy, you know, mincing around, like, mm. you know. Uh, hilarious. And, uh, hilarious. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, Damon Wayans. And again, his brother, uh, you know, uh, wrote Raw, mm. you know, which was, again, the most homophobic of the of the things. Like, you look at, like, the show In Living Color and, you know, I know they had the, you know, men on film thing where... I never, you know, to be honest, I never watched that's, that show. That's okay. I was a big Jim Carrey <laughs> fan, so I watched yeah. it for that. Yeah. And also, I liked, like, I'm going to get you, sucker. I liked, you know, mm-hmm. that. And so, I was like, oh, this is the people that made that. That sounds good. But I look at the men on film thing. And I know they tried to spin it later as if it was a positive thing. I'm like, but history shows. <laughs> have you seen everything that he's done before doing this character yeah, was yeah. not in any way a positive thing? Mm. And it's like, again, it, it's nice to get some representation. But, you know, don't confuse this with, let's go back again to Kids in the Hall, uh, Scott Thompson's Buddy Cole. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, which again was a character who when that first came out, that did garner a lot of protests to the CBC uh, they thought it was a homophobic character, and Scott was like, "No, I'm no, I'm, I'm gay." You know, this troop. I think the way he described the troop, because there's five members in the troop. Uh, you know, we have one and three quarters gay people in this troop. So, and I think that was adding up two of the other members together to make that three quarters. But uh, yeah, speaking of brave, Scott Thompson. Mm. There's there's someone. Who you know was uh, was out when that was not at all safe for your career to be out. Yeah, and th- I think he thinks it's affected his career as well. Oh, he's right. You know, when he when he went to do the Larry Sanders show, he thought he was going to be doing a whole bunch of different stuff on there, and uh, almost all of the character stuff he got to do was like you know about him being gay. Mm. 
and mm. to the point where like I think he said like I don't want to do another gay character for a while and uh, and so and so he didn't I don't think he was a gay character on Hannibal no just a just a just a coroner just a coroner yeah, yeah just or... a weirdo coroner those guys were a couple of real weirdos to the point where like I would love to have seen their own spin-off show <laughs> whenever they were not on the show I was like hey where are those couple of weirdos yeah. and not creeps but like just weirdos that really enjoy what they're doing and are very good at what they're doing Yes, he's a very good character actor, and it's unfortunate if that's the case that uh, that he's been blackballed in some degree. Well, again, you go. Um, he's a guy who has has had a lot of success, mm-hmm. you know. And for for he's one of these guys where you might go like, oh, you know, uh, it's too bad about his, his career. But man, he's had quite a quite a good career for yeah. a guy who hasn't had quite a good career. Mm. You know, you look at his resume and go like, that is a bunch of stuff. I wish I had that amount of <laughs> yeah, stuff, you know. You I'm go. not like in a jealousy way, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think like that he had like a third thing. Like he was on like three of the best shows. He was on Kids in the Hall, he was on Larry Sanders, and he was on another show that was like, Oh well Hannibal. You know, so he's been on like three of the best uh You liked shows. Hannibal? Yeah, I thought Hannibal was oh, really? Good. Yeah. I thought it was a, a beautifully shot show. That was a really yawner. Really? Yeah. Oh no, I, I quite liked it. Huh. Yeah. I know it's like uh, my my sister in law's uh, favorite show. Of, uh, yeah, if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. What are you gonna do? And I, I'm not a big fan of not like, watch it. I, I liked I, I liked Silence of the Lambs okay, but I didn't care about any of the Hannibal stuff after that. Like the Hannibal movie. No, it's garbage. Yeah. Yuck! Did not care for that. The author fell in love with his own character. Oh, you think that's what it's, happened? Oh yeah, which is deadly, deadly for an author to do because the character is indestructible. Oh, there we go. That's He's on American Gods. Yeah, he was also on American Gods. I'm trying to think what else uh, he did. <laughs> he did the Degrassi movie. Good for good for him. I hope he was a student that was uh, like a, a mature student in the school. <laughs> He's just a guy who never graduated. Yeah, never graduated. And everyone feels too awkward at this point to ask him <laughs> to leave. It's a real Keenan Thompson. <laughs> they fired the guy that fires the guys. And so Keenan Thompson never uh, never got fired. Uh, bless him up. So... <laughs> uh, so Dave, yes. should, I, should I should I turn to mailbag now, or should we talk about other such? Well, I have one more, one little thing to talk Please about. Please do. I'd love to. Which is an interesting here. experience I just recently had with sleep deprivation. Okay. Because I've never gone this much time without sleep before. Yeah. Why don't you explain this the circumstance? Should I explain the circumstances? Sure. Why not? Okay. Well, due to my bad planning, apparently, uh, got really behind. I, was, I don't know how I did. It's not really bad planning because I was sacrificing most of my last. Uh, since last August, <laughs> to doing coloring for Sparks. Right. Uh, you, did, you did coloring on the first book, and you yeah. were doing coloring on the second yeah. book. Yeah, and I don't know. Anyway, so I don't know if I got more ambitious with this one. It took me longer to do or what. Um, but yeah, so we ended up, I was quite behind as we were getting, as we came to deadline time, and I had to pump out, I guess, 50 pages or something like that in a couple of weeks, <laughs> something like that. So yeah, the last part of it was just insane. How long does it take you to color a page? Two to three, two to three hours. Okay. Yeah. And so, how many would you do? Because you'd be doing this after a full time job. Yeah. So, like, how 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 many pages would you do after you've done your job? Like one at one a night or two. I try to do two two to three a night. Okay, that's that's yeah. Because I would stay up to like one one in the morning. Okay, and then you'd get up at six. Yikes! I stopped. I had. I was really originally getting up five, but I I had to stop going to the gym because I. I couldn't get the, do the five o'clock in the morning thing anymore. Yeah, that's so. that's that's. So I was like stretching it to six twenty, so, which is the yeah, absolute that, latest. Like that makes sleep. me scared for you. I don't like <laughs> I don't like health wise hearing hearing that. Okay. So yeah, so I was so I was just doing that because you know my job is a nine hour job. I have a nine hour work day, and then I have a, basically an hour 
commute in, you know, not both ways, but just like both ways, I mean, an hour. So, so that's a big part of your day plus your whatever else. And so then, uh, so yeah, so I don't know. And I'll go, obviously one of the problems was when I did last time I was doing one podcast. Now I'm doing three podcasts. Right. So that was eating into time as well. So I, it was just, you know, a lot of scheduling stupidity. But so anyway, I ended up so guiltily <laughs> behind the eight ball. And so, uh, it was like a group effort between Pia, Vicky, and I. And Nina helped as well when she could. And I think you were probably doing a lot of coordinating behind the scenes. At least, yeah, when, was, let's say you're wringing your hands. <laughs> there, that's the thing. There's nothing I could really do. No, like, there's I nothing. Couldn't, you could I couldn't do. get the skill set to do the coloring yeah. at the time. Yeah, yeah exactly. It was just. It was just you know calling family members and just going, who do I know who can yeah. color? So they're helping with. Uh, there's basically flatting and just kind of getting stuff ready. And even just doing like pages. And I was crazily working away. And the last week, so Friday, I asked, I decided to ask for time off from work, which I didn't want to do because we've been short-staffed as well at work. And that's the other thing that we had. I've been working a lot of overtime because we have been short-staffed at work. So that also cut into work time. And so I finally had to ask, though, and to say, I need three days off. I cannot, I cannot, I know, I just have to do it. Yeah. And so uh, luckily my boss said, oh, that's fine. And so Friday, I went home. I was super tired already, so I think I slept five hours that night. I had to I had to sleep, and then so that was Friday night. Saturday night I slept for four hours, and then I knew I was fucked. So Sunday night I slept for three hours, and then Monday night I didn't sleep at all. I just worked through the whole night, did an all nighter, worked all day. I attempted to work all night. <laughs> this now I found this out afterwards. The longest time someone has gone without sleep is eleven days. But I think because it was a cumulative cumul thing for me, I was already really tired. And so doing this, like, added to it. And so it was a really interesting experience, though, because I've never, I've never been that tired before. Like, I, I don't mind. Like, I usually don't sleep a lot. So mm -hmm. I just kind of, I'm okay with it. I can work at, like, a low-level amount of... But this was, like, the first thing that started to go were my eyes. Like, I started to lose control of my eyes. My eyes would, like... Like, when we look at things, we look in a certain way that we can see two images and make them one in our, in our brain. Yeah. But my eyes were s separating and moving apart. Yeah. So images are spreading into stereo images separated yeah. from each other. Yeah. So that's like our first sign. And then I started to like, have like low level hallucinations sure. that objects were, that I was looking at were moving towards me. Like were walking towards me that had some sort of motion. So that was weird. Then I started to have like mind body dissociation where I forgot I had a left arm and couldn't find it. And I would be like surprised, like I would suddenly move it. I'd be like, "Oh, there it is." This is so weird. Then I was hallucinating. Yeah, I was generally hallucinating that my Cintiq that I was staring at for hours on hours was glass, and I could see through it, and I could see my hand on the other side. And then I thought it wasn't there, and I went to reach my hand up, and I just pushed the Cintiq into my face. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh man, I'm just." And then I was going through this thing where, like, I was forgetting what I was doing. I'd be working, and then I, but I couldn't remember what I was doing, so that was really inefficient. Because I was trying to do this big like splash page, and I couldn't even figure out how to like approach it because I couldn't get my mind around where I would even start. And and then I uh, and then I got in an argument with myself. I was mad at my I was mad at myself not realizing that it was me who had been working on it before. I was like, oh man, whoever was working on this before made a total mess of this. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was really strange. And then I finally I just had to. I think it was like five in the morning. And Lisa had come out. She got up gets up early, and she came out, and I was like. I was like, you know what? I just I feel really bad. I'm just going to go to sleep. I just feel terrible. Yeah. So I went to sleep for like four hours and then got up and started working again. But yeah, I was just yikes. Two nights and then I 
slept for four hours, and then I worked, did another all-nighter. And then I went to work and worked all day at work. And then, fortunately, we put off doing the podcast till today. Did you go through any of that the last time you did the color? I did, a, I did take time off work. And it was like a last minute, not last minute, but it was like, you know, a race to the end. But I did finish it on time. But this time, I don't know. I just, I don't know if I did like more complex things or I don't know. Was it longer this time? It was longer. It was, um. Those 200 pages? It was 205 pages. And it was like 180 something pages last time. It was 186 pages last time. So that, that was different as well. And I feel like they gave me less time this time, but I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true. I just might have felt that way. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I know. Uh, Pia was like always, always like in for the, like a couple of days was like always in the office, like coloring things. And I yeah. was just like, oh, I wish I could. I know Vicky was was as well. Yeah, her yeah. Stuff. And I was like, oh, I wish I could help in some some way. And I just had no way of helping. And so that was like, that was that was hard. That's fine. Well, it's just you know, I knew you were suffering, and like I didn't want you to be in pain. And it was like you're clearly well, like really hurting yourself here. And it's like, I mean, the last thing I want is for this project. To like hurt you? I mean, that's but it's, uh, didn't didn't hurt me. It was more. It was hurting you. You was, were like you know hallucinating. And it was the most fascinating time of my life. <laughs> I was really curious. You and don't I, need d- drugs, Dedrick. That's right. Yeah, it's like this is the closest you've come to being high. I, think. I guess like, that's it. Yeah, I think this is this is very close to acid for you. Mm-hmm. It's like my hand isn't real. Yeah, yeah. The left side of my body <laughs> is against me. Yeah, it was really, it was really, it was really curious. I was, I don't, but I was aware Shut enough up, that I was. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> you know. Well, and then I also, uh, I also texted, um, or I, yeah, I texted or I DM through, I, I tweeted to, uh, to Nina. I was like, did you put faces into the, to the in the junkyard <laughs> sequence? And she's like, no. And then I sent her this picture of this. It looks like a face, and I'm yeah. like, for for example, and she's like, and then I sent her. Another one, I was like, this is obviously an elephant. <laughs> and she's like, I can't wait till you can sleep again. <laughs> so, yeah, I've probably... yeah, why did you put all these faces making fun of me? <laughs> I didn't get paranoid, but I, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Is, that, is that me? Is that me in the, uh, in the ocean scene? I see. I see that starfish. I get what you're saying. <laughs> That's right. I've never been so insulted all my life. Yeah, I know. It was a, it was a, it was it a is, weird experience. It is this thing. I've I've gone up against that to the point where I'm hallucinating as well. Yeah. Because yeah. when you get deadlines in this kind of stuff, it's like, that's that's it. You got to do it. You got to do it. Because it's yeah. like, if you don't do it... Well, there's no, you, there's no if you don't do it. Because it's like... <laughs> If you don't do it, it means yeah. basically the book's canceled, and then yeah. you know maybe it'll get picked up again in like six months or maybe a year. But yeah, like yeah. then it all just gets thrown away. Yeah, no, I didn't want that. I didn't want that at all. So yeah, I know I was as keen as everyone I didn't else because my it. my thing was on that <laughs> was we basically with this with this house that we're renting right now we yeah, are yeah. in like over our heads with this house really. sure um because we're waiting on the uh like a tv series to kick in and mm. it just keeps getting delayed but yeah, now it looks yeah. like everything's locked in and sure things will start in march I, yeah i saw an art- article saying that things were looking good yeah this is this is the thing so it's like um mark yeah that actually worried me when i whenever i see an article it's just going things are going good Ooh, that reminds me of like <laughs> Friends are in a relationship. We're just like, you know what? I think our relationship is really turning around. They didn't say like, it was. Oh boy! They didn't well, say it was so fine, though. They didn't say it was fine. No, that's when you know it's bad. Everything's fine. Everything's Ooh. yeah. Everything, everything's fine. Look so out. so so my thing on it was like, I was like, I don't want you to hurt yourself. Yeah. 
But, but I do want you to finish. But I want it to be finished because <laughs> if it's not, we don't yeah. have any money coming in to pay the rent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or no, like no, no. a big chunk of the rent is not going to be paid. Believe me. For Believe me, these thoughts were also in my year. mind. Yeah. yeah. These thoughts when were also we, in my mind. And again, because it would, it would eventually come, but it would mean that yeah, the yeah. book would be delayed six months. And we just had the TV show delayed six months. And we can't have more being delayed six months. Yeah, yeah. But it did make us kind of go like, okay, so if you're having problems with this, who do we know who can color? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, the immediate people obviously were Vicky and uh, and Pia. Yeah. But if this ever does, you know, happen in the future of anything, we do have another team in Seattle that can pick up some of the slack and stuff. So it's just like, you know, if this happens again, don't make yourself sick. We we do can put the word out, and there yeah. are people that will do stuff. You well, know, there are artists who will do stuff for money. <laughs> of course, that's part of the problem. Is it's not my job. So I don't really have like a sense of the time it takes to do things. You know, like mm-hmm. some people, if you do it as a as work, you know, you can look at it and go, oh, this will take me this amount of time to get it done. You know, like when I was a farrier, I knew how to schedule my day because I knew how long it would take me to do each of the jobs that I had to do that day because I was familiar with doing that job. But as a colorist, it's not my job. So I'm not like, oh, a 200 p- page book is this amount of time. You know, like I just, yeah. like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I can do it. I think I do a good job, but do I? No, you really do, 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 do a, a good job. job. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's like we really wanted you to do it because it's like you do a very good job on this. It's got to, it's 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 great. So I was like, yeah, but yeah, if this ever happens, you know, it's, uh, again, if you do, do decide to do another one of these, and I hope you do. Um, oh, um, I was more worried that you guys were going to ask me again. I was like, no, oh, no, I no, it no. Up. That's uh, I've got to speak. To, I've got to speak to my artist. But, uh, <laughs> no. uh, if this up. ever does happen with this kind of thing again, then yeah, there's always like uh, a team that can be brought mm-hmm. in to to deal with that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm 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 a bit behind right now on a script, and I'm like, oh, I wish I had a fucking team that I could because <laughs> I'm the only person with this damn thing in my head yeah. that I've got to like. And and again, I, I'm doing a story that uh, I can't really say. The elements of the story. Well, I'll mm-hmm. say that there's time travel involved. So it's okay. like anytime I put one thing in, there's ripples, and I've got to now go through the entire script and and change all these elements in the mm. script. Like one thing definitely changes the other things, and I'm basically rewriting the first two chapters of this. So so it's like I'm planting seeds that I've then got to go through the whole thing every time and go like, oh right, so if that happened, then this I've got to fix that, that, and that. Great. And then I'll get to the end and I'll go like, oh, but it would be better if this, at this point, they had a hat. <sighs> go to the beginning. <laughs> I got to find a way of them getting a hat. Okay. But if they got a hat, that means a hat truck parked there. And that means that the, this door would be blocked. Okay. So that means go through the whole thing again. And, uh, it's just, uh, it's a, it's a real beast. And hmm. the problem is I really like the story. And so this is why it's a drag. It's yeah. Like, yeah. If I didn't care about it, it wouldn't matter. Like no, if it was just a work for, it's like yeah. a million miles, uh, a million years ago, I was, uh, speaking of homophobic things, I was doing a comic <laughs> book for Chick-fil-A before okay. the, there was the, it was yeah, just yeah. like, Oh, everyone likes Chick-fil-A. Sure. Sure. And, uh, I didn't give a shit. I yeah. still was trying to do a good job, yeah. but it wasn't like a labor of love or anything. And so, yeah, I would, I, I would be fine with you know doing you, a good enough job. Sure. This is after you did that book for the Hobby Lobby. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I like jerks. <laughs> That's basically what I do. I do a lot of jerk stuff, and, yeah. and luckily that Chick Fil A book never came out, so that was also good. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that yeah. was uh, that Co- was fun. Couple years it'll show up. 
<laughs> Hopefully, I made some old references that uh, that won't hold up today. But uh, have you had uh, enough sleep time to recover yet? Or well, I slept still... twelve hours last night. Okay, I went to bed about six thirty and woke up at six thirty in the morning. Okay, I was going to watch TV. I was like, I'm fine. I'm going to watch a little bit of television. And uh, four times I dropped the remote control on the ground because I fell asleep with it in my hand. Yeah, so I didn't even get past the menu of uh, you know of Netflix or whatever, and so. I just said, you know what, I'm going to go to bed, and I did. Yeah, there was a thing where you where you wrote us saying uh, that there was a scare, a power outage scare. Oh yeah, that was scary. That was early on too, because it started snowing and we had incredible winds out there as well. Yeah, just and crazy you've had winds. Power outage at your house. Before. It's a regular thing because yeah. we're in a we're in a rural grid. So if a car slides off the road or a tree falls onto the power lines, uh, we're out of power for hours, hours on end, because we're also low priority because we're on a rural grid. So often I'll like I'll look in the BC Hydro outage map, mm-hmm. and it'll be like crew on scene. I'll be like, oh good, it's gonna get cleared in a while. And then it'll be like an hour later, I'll go like, what? Well, still? So then I'll check, and it'll be like, you know, say, oh crew called away because we're low priority. So if something else happens, it's a higher priority. Then they get called off to do that. They'll just get called off the scene. So I was like, damn it. Okay, I just gotta wait. So you get out your wrench and you just climb up a pole and just fix it all up yourself. Because yeah, the last time that happened was I was doing the name tags for our for our uh, grad reunion. Mm. So here I was printing name tags for Grand Reunion, and the power goes out. I'm like, shit. So then I, I thought, well, it'll go come on in a bit. So I actually took a nap for a while, and then I came, I got up, and then I uh, looked at my phone, and it was still out. And I was like, well, what's going on? And, yeah, and they were called away. So I was like, oh, this is garbage. So then I had to pack my computer into the, into my car and then drive to church because the grid was okay. And I just could look at my phone yeah. and see where it's working. So it, it was working there and I just knew that I could plug in there and use the Wi-Fi and everything. So this is what I was worried about with this was like, mm. oh, he's going to have to pack up the Cintiq and he's going to have to take it to yeah. you know coffee shop or something. He's going to have to take it to someplace. Pia was saying, just bring it here. We've got a basement. You just like set up. And I'm like, yeah. no, we shouldn't be driving. He's so tired. <laughs> like that was my worry. I think like, I don't know if it was snowy at that point yeah. yet too. I think it was. So it was like, oh yeah, snow, sleep deprivation. You know oh, what this I, is a great time to be driving with your computer. You know what car. I would have done? I would have gone and got a hotel room. Yeah. And just used that. Yeah. <laughs> that actually was something I was going to suggest was like, yeah. pay for a hotel room for you. Just use a hotel room and just, and like, just stay yeah. there. That's what I would have done. Just find a place that has power and just park it. Yeah, I know it's uh in fact I can see why yeah. I mean I think that's part of part of the arts. Like for most artists, I mean not all artists, but like most artists, like I think it's not procrastination so much, but there's process yeah. to what you do. And sometimes like for me, part of my process is to th- sit and think about something. You know, there was a sequence in Sparks that I found really daunting and I had a hard time getting my head around how I was gonna do it. And I even said to Nina, um, how do you picture this? Blah, blah, blah. She's like, I don't know. I just thought that was for you to do. So, I'm like, ah. so, so then, uh, yeah. So it took me like a while to get like, okay, now I'm, but you know, then it suddenly clicked in one day. I'm like, oh, okay, this is what I'll do. This is how I'll do this. You know what I mean? Cause it just, it just doesn't right come. Sometimes it comes to you right away how you want yeah. to do it. And other times you're just, you know, just, and, uh, I know it seems weird, but I don't like to, when I'm coloring, I don't like to plan ahead that much. I prefer, just to see where how it goes, because <laughs> partly, partly I want my emotions to be part of the coloring pro- process as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like how I feel about the book as it's going, as it's proceeding. So I don't like to like be super familiar with everything because I want to be kind of like hit a scene and be kind of like, oh, this is so sad. Oh, okay. <laughs> or this is a really happy scene, so I'll have these happy colors. This make me happy. So yeah, I just want to reflect that. I just you know, 
I guess I have my own sort of aesthetic that I work to anyway. So I don't know if it's transferable out of Sparks, but I... yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Get you to do an issue of Spider Man, see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Why is everyone all these weird colors, Dave? <laughs> That'd be pretty good. I'd be, I'd, be all, I'd be all for that. Anyway, what we're saying is, uh, you heard what Dave went through. Buy, uh, buy our book, Sparks. It's really good. And Sparks 2, which is coming out in uh, August 1st, I believe. August 1st. August 20th, I thought. August 20th. Oh, very good. We'll, uh, we'll take a look. And, uh, take a look at Amazon to tell you there. But uh, yeah. yeah, and you know, like, here's the thing, like, I don't want to say I'm unbiased, but I I come at it from an outside point of view to the book when I first start working on it. And, you know, I'm looking at it every page for hours on end. And it never is not entertaining to me. So oh, that's nice. I really enjoyed the stories and the art and everything. Like, it's so exciting to do. Like, so your writing and Nina's art together it was super fun. Thank you very much. Uh, August 4th. Oh, I'm August a dummy. 4th, I thought it was later. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's where I guess got the 2020 mixed up. Yeah. So that's why I thought I had more time. I thought, you know, I thought, you had till August uh, 20th. You so. had till the year 2020, <laughs> and that's clearly way in the future. What year is it now? What does it say? Oh, okay. That was my problem. Wait, we're, we're past Blade Runner time. <laughs> what? Oh, no. Oh, I saw my stars. Oh, thank goodness. I don't like that movie. Uh, yeah, I don't really care for it either. Uh, so last week... I did like Blade Runner, Blade Runner 2049, though, strangely. Oh, nice. Well, that's coming up later on. If, if your deadline <laughs> so is then, it's, it's you're, you're okay. good. Fine. Uh, we had two questions We, we the last week. Okay, we said, so this, uh, this is questions of the week. When did you stop uh, listening to another podcast and why? When did you stop hitting your wave? Oh. Uh, and uh, obviously the original question was why do you stop listening to Sneaky Dragon? But I guess no one will answer that question. Yeah. I think they could because they could have like stopped listening. For a while and come back again. That's right. I stopped listening to the show about 100 episodes ago and then came back uh, two episodes ago. Uh, sub question. You did? Yes. What, <laughs> what is something from your childhood that will soothe your stressed out brain? Okay. And uh, we did get letters. So here we go. Letters. We got one from our friend uh, Louise. Hi, Louise. Who right? Oh, because we also were asking about horror musicals. Are there any horror-based musicals? And so she went, yes. Uh, here uh. are three more horrible mu- musicals. I mean horror musicals to add to your list. Sweeney Todd, The Dean oh, yeah. of Barbara's Fleet That's Street, right. Phantom of the Opera, and Jekyll okay. and Hyde. I didn't know Phantom of the Opera was... Uh, well, it is, of course it's a horror musical. A horror movie. I didn't know there was a Jekyll and Hyde mu- musical, though. Mm, I'm Jekyll. Mm. He's Hyde. It's time to make a change. <laughs> it, no, I'm Jekyll. He's Hyde. It's time for you to die. Oh. There you go. Oh. And then you go like, uh, hey, Dr. Jekyll, will you help heal me up? I'm not that kind of doctor. Oh, boy. <laughs> Doctor of Divinity. Well, that's no help. I can say last rates. Mm-hmm. By the way, I read the uh, plot to uh, to the TV series Jekyll, the Stephen Moffat uh, oh, one. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and uh, that's bananas, that plot. Holy I, cow. I tried to watch that show. Oh, boy. It goes, I, I don't want to, again, I'm not spoiling nothing, but, uh, yeah. whew. Like, if you, if you don't want to know what the, if you don't want to watch the whole I show. It. I have go it on, with you. Oh, go on, go on. Shoot. It's okay. I don't want to see it. Uh, go on Wikipedia and, uh, <laughs> and check out the plot, because, uh, Wow. Hmm. Uh, so anyway, uh, Louise continues. The last, uh, the last one, Jekyll and Hyde, yeah. uh, famously starred David Hasselhoff, who took uh, over mm. the two title roles on Broadway later in the run. Uh, huh. There's a live tape recording of the show on YouTube, but your thrill-seeking listeners might like to check out his big solo number, Confrontation, in which he switches between the two characters using only lighting cues, oh. uh, a partly blood-stained shirt, and his strategically gelled hair. Wow. wow. So, uh, Louise leaves a little clip of that on our Sneaky Dragon site, sneakydragon.com. So. Also, his real showstopper, I want a cheeseburger. <laughs> How's that for an old meme, everyone? There you are. Uh, Cannon uh, writes this and says, 
Uh, also check out Anna and the Apocalypse on Netflix, oh, okay. a Scottish horror comedy musical from a couple of years ago. On Netflix? Uh, that sounds great. Yeah. It was a passion project for its creator, and he labored for years to get it made, but then died halfway through the filming uh, from cancer. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Oh. Uh, having brain surgery myself recently, it just made me want to see it more and enjoy it more. As creators, uh, we all want to leave a legacy behind of some kind. Anyway, I loved it, and the songs are great. I will definitely check that out, and... Hope you're in good health now, uh, Canon. Um, yeah, Canon. Canon. Sorry about that. Hope your name is Canon and not Canon. <laughs> well, uh, that remind, can I just recommend a Netflix show that sure. reminds me of the TV show Crazy Head? Okay, that's on Netflix. It's very good. It's a comedy about a young girl who discovers that she's not crazy, but that there really are demons, and then she's seeing them, and because she, she meets another girl who has the same ability, and uh, it's a very good, very good special. Our very good series. series. Our very good series. How yeah. many seasons have they got? There's only only one, and it wasn't renewed, unfortunately. But it does have an ending to it. It does end the season. The first season does end. It doesn't end on a cliffhanger okay. or whatever. Okay. It ends on a sort of a cliffhanger, but not in a way that you're like, oh, what's going to happen? Like they have to like. Oh, give that. A, I'll give that a check. Oh, it's really good. Yeah, I just finished watching uh, both Titans and Medical Police, so I need another Netflix show. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what, I don't know what tit- oh, Titans? Yeah, Titans. Like oh, Titans. Titans okay. In, yeah. Uh, also, sorry, I was thinking of the other one. Kanan uh, continues. Also, been finding some great comedy on Netflix recently. Dairy mm. Girls, an Irish show set in the nineties, is densely packed with jokes. Two Very seasons, good. third coming. Very good show. Uh, then, if you're missing the Irish accent, you can move on to Can't Cope, Won't, won't Cope. Oh, and know. right now, I'm watching Can You Hear Me on Netflix, a fairly gritty a Quebecois show, originally on CBC Gem, I think, focused on uh, three twenty-something girls trying to do their best. In their crappy lives they were born into. Oh, okay. Uh, I like a, a gritty Quebecois series, so I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> get right on that. I am a Quebecois fella. Uh, Dead to Me on Netflix is also great, uh, resting mostly on the acting, largely from Linda Card- Cardelli? Cardelli? Cardellini? Cardellini. Cardellini, who you should hate but just can't. <laughs> And the terribly soapy plot twist. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's under the radar, though, as a second season is on the way. Uh, Nigel seconds Dairy Girl, saying it's fantastic. Okay, Nigel, seconded has been noted. Uh, Edward Jurgansky writes, I don't know why I said uh, Edward's last name. I didn't say anyone else's last did, name. Did uh, anyone, so did anyone pass the motion, though? For oh, I don't know. Let's just see. Okay, because of. Yes. Okay. Motion has been carried. All right. Motion's been carried. All Thanks. right, and now we go for sandwiches. Thank you. I'm glad that we're. <laughs> sandwiches as well. Glad that we're following the Rod- Rogers rule Dave, of order. Sandwich time. Sandwich time. Oh, sorry. Okay, very good. Very tiny sandwiches. <laughs> Edward writes, the two questions of the week uh, kind of go hand in hand, actually. First, the second question. No, first the first question. What is second question? What is this nonsense? <laughs> as you guys uh, probably already know, a healthy dose of laughter and mirth is all I need from any Marx Brothers film or appearance to make me feel whole again. Something about them just brings me peace and centers me, just as they did when I, for me when I was a kid. A few years nice. ago... When there was so much uh, vitriolic trolling and hate being cast on The Last Jedi that I had, I had to actually block myself off from that part of Facebook, I did so by going right into the few Marx Brothers Facebook pages where everything was kind, civil, and fun. That's true. Uh, being a... Oh, no. My brother-in-law is, uh, is, is calling me, but uh, I can take that later on. Uh, being a... Glenn, not now. I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> Glenn... <laughs> I was, just, I was worried that that was actually going to open up his uh, the phone. <laughs> it's actually saying his name. Being a Star Wars Alpha fan for as long, almost as long as I was a Mark Brothers fan, 42 years, I couldn't take the negativity 
Uh, I couldn't take the negativity and all the toxic backlash aimed at The Last Jedi as it took a strain on three of my friendships, both in and out of Facebook. That's about the time I discovered Full Marks as I took to podcast to see what other Marx Brothers medium, if any, were being offered. Imagine my surprise. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. We did do a podcast, Marx Brothers podcast, full call Full Marks. Along with Full Marks, I also found the guys over at the Marx Brothers Council podcast. So now I had a brimming alternative of <laughs> Marx content to experience instead of the soul-crushing anger aimed at The Last Jedi. By the way, I really do appreciate Dave's intelligent assessment of The Last Jedi during the recent Fansplainers episodes. Hey, Fansplainers, that's another podcast we're doing. <laughs> yes. Hearing uh, that really did it justice. I just wish... Well, thank you. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, did, did it justice. Sorry, I just wish more people uh, felt the same and would take the time to at least understand how fandom works. If you think Star Wars is a, a fan of you... If you think Star Wars is a fan of you and will fulfill all your selfish expectations, then you're doing it wrong. It's the other way around. You can only be a fan of Star Wars and accepting of it. If you're angered by what you don't get out of it, that's your fault, not Star Wars. And I've heard anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Yeah. Um, suffering leads to pain. That's right. That leads to baby Yodas. So now to question one. <laughs> pain leads to Advil. Uh, after I polished off all the Marx Brothers episodes and caught up on the Marx Brothers Council, I went back to search for any more Marx Brothers podcasts. I found a Gilbert Gottfried episode that was fine, but then I found one a series called This Is Rad with one episode that was seemingly centered around the Marx Brothers, but instead of a studio, instead of, it was a studio full of idiots, high, <laughs> drunk, and otherwise they couldn't prepare uh, one cohesive thought as they attempted to discuss the Marxes with uh, their expert friends. It was horrific. I couldn't finish it. So that was the only podcast I've actually walked away from for obvious reasons. Well, you actually walked away from your own like uh, iPhone or uh, <laughs> listening device. He's so disgusted. He just you could actually just turn it off. You don't have to walk away from it. You can walk away from it. It's a good thing to it's good to be symbolic sometimes, Ian. Yeah, and you also get a nice walk-in, as long as it's not snowing outside and you can't get through the snow. I don't <laughs> listen to a huge amount of podcasts, but I'm uh, sure, uh, just like anything, there are good and bad options out there. True. Ed lives in Texas, so I, I doubt snow is much of a... Mm. I've heard that uh, some of your exes live in Texas. Is that true? Some of my hexes live in Texas. Oh, okay, because you used to de date witches. <laughs> Nigel writes, question of the week. Uh, I would love to date a witch. Would you? Like, like if it was like because a, of Bewitched? If it was like a Bewitched or Sabrina kind of thing, yeah. Not like the new Sabrina. That'd be terrible. No, that'd be way too young for you. What's wrong with you? It's terrible. The cartoon version, though, that's fine. <laughs> it's been um, around a while. Or uh, Melissa Joan Hart. She's uh, age appropriate now, I think. Uh, I'm I, not... Anyway, it doesn't matter. What's that? I'm, I, don't mean those, I don't mean those characters. I mean... Anyway, it doesn't matter. Go on. I'm trying to think of movies now where you married a witch. I think there was I Married a Witch. I think that was a movie. Um, there's um, Bell, Book, and Candle with Bell, Book, and Candle Jim's for Stewart. sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I married a witch. Oh. that's a, that is a that is a movie, a 1942 American fantasy romantic comedy film. Oh, I'll have to check with that out. Veronica Lake. Ooh, hubba like... hubba as a witch. She's very tiny, but uh, very good. Mm -hmm. But she's deep. If like you see lake. her, if you see her in um, Sullivan's Travels with Joel McRae, he just towers over her. Towers over her. Okay, Joel McRae from Community. They say Joel McRae. I think so. But that his name? I don't know. The you sure it's Joel McRae, the guy from... I'm probably wrong. Joel, I think, Joel I think, uh, McHale. Is, uh, yeah, yeah. Joel McRae was the act, actor. See, I got me confused there. Who's I'm sorry, you're confused. So I'm many fine press insurgents films. Dave, I'm going to go back to Nigel right Two now. Two of them. Uh, I sorry, to, Nigel. I tend to drift away until I unsubscribe, uh, particularly if it's a show that requires attention. The one podcast that I deliberately stopped listening to was Slate's Political Gab Fest. 
which is a good show. I just couldn't handle that much news about Trump. Yeah, I tried and just, uh, okay, enough. Uh, tried listening to Pod Save America on a fairly regular basis. And again, it's just too many ads for me on that one. Mm. Uh, so that was the what podcast did you listen to, stop listening to, and why? Something from your childhood that would soothe you. Uh, Terry Pratchett's Discworld novels are my hmm. mental comfort food. I got them in my tween years, I think, and devoured them till my early 20s. Some of them are duds, but had a streak of good books. I also have a soft spot for old video games, but I don't have any of the systems anymore. There's an emulation, but I don't have it set up to play on my TV, and playing SNES games on my desktop feels wrong. It certainly does feel wrong. I've been hooking up some old video game uh, stuff uh, up, up now. I got like a cheap tv uh to to do that and i'm playing uh, old wii games and i was very <laughs> pleased to find out that the wii store uh still exists oh and you can get like quite a few games for like four bucks or what have you Neat. but then on my switch i found out that i actually got all these snes games and nes games uh that came basically with the uh, with the system so i was like hey i paid for some of these oh i'm a chump <laughs> uh, i tried playing uh, the other day i tried playing Star Fox 2 Oh, I just, I don't know how to play video games anymore. I just don't. It was just like looking at it, just like, what language is this in? What's happening? <laughs> how could I, who's, what am I aiming at? What is this? Like, I don't that's get an it. old game, right? Star Fox 2. Well, here's the thing. There was Star Fox. Yeah. And then like later uh, in like the mid 90s, there was Star Fox uh, 64 for, uh, the, for the Nintendo 64. Yeah. But Star Fox 2 never came out. Uh, then they released uh, one of those, um, you know, little mini systems with a whole bunch of games on it. And they went like, oh, we've released Star Fox 2 with this. Like, oh, that's worth picking up for. I didn't. Uh, and then they put it on the Switch as well for free. Huh. And uh, I just can't figure it out at all. <laughs> um, uh, so again, from Kanan. Uh, Kanan, yep. Uh, I just realized I was answering the previous week's questions. Kanan! That's fine. That's Come nice. on! What are you, sleep deprived? <laughs> Uh, it says, I stop listening to podcasts when I get uh, behind, then listen to several episodes in a row uh, until and their formulaic nature is revealed. gets kind of dull. Uh, here's to having no formula, dragons. That was always our goal. <laughs> yes. When we, when we started off, there was like uh, other popular podcasts in town, and they had very set uh, bits. Yeah. And we're like, we can't have set bits then. It's boring. Yeah. Well, no, people like them. I know people like it, but I, I find it very boring. So I just wouldn't, I wouldn't enjoy it myself to be doing okay. that. Uh, and then number two, I put on movies and TV shows from my teenage years to make me feel comfortable. Having moved countries and left everything behind, there's not much else in my childhood I can grab onto. Favorites are Back to the Future, and I have the full series of Degrassi. It was big in Australia. Don't judge. I'm not judging. I have a friend who was a character on the show and got blown up in the basement. Spoilers if you haven't gotten to that scene yet. It's amazingly uh, popular with people outside of Canada. Yeah, the the regular looking kids. It's very appealing. Like I, I mean, I'm like Harvey Picar of Yeah, American Splendor loved Degrassi Street. Yeah, it's regular looking kids having regular problems. Yeah, they were kind of broke and they were just dealing with stuff and yeah. they looked right. Yeah, yeah, and you don't you don't get that when you're used to like a Saved by the Bell or a Nine Hundred Two One Zero or yeah, yeah. what have you. Like, what's this about? Yeah. Degrassi would be an interesting... Uh, I'll get to it in a second. No, no, say it now. I was going to say it now, then. Uh, if you had, like, a Sabrina, like the one on Netflix, right? Like, Ugh, now? Yep. Unfortunately, like, everyone around her is super hyper-pretty model person. Yeah. If you had, like, a character like Sabrina in a Degrassi school, that would be interesting. Like, a Canadian version where it's, uh, like, really normal-looking kids, but one of them, like, has something going on with the devil. <laughs> Ooh, creepy. <laughs> Pretty good. Um... 
And uh, and he's also mentioning Press Gang on DVD. I don't know Press Gang. Everyone should watch Press Gang. Okay, what is Press Gang? Uh, I know everyone is aware of him now from Who, Doctor Who, Sherlock, and Dracula. But it's the best thing Stephen Moffat has ever done. Also his first. Fine. I'll watch Press Gang then. Fine. <laughs> we'll do it. Everyone, listen. Kanan says we all got to watch Press Gang. We'll meet you back here next week. We'll have watched all Press Gang. We won't have. There's no way. We've got other stuff to do. But uh, we will give a shot to watching Press Gang. Thanks so much. So uh, those are uh, uh, letters on the, on our uh, SinkyDragon.com page. Did we have anything uh, email-wise? No, we didn't. Very good. Uh, we did get a uh, Patreon uh, supporter uh, this week that uh, was for a, a very nice amount. So uh, thank you very much to our, our new uh, Patreon subscribers. And I don't know if you want us to mention your name on the air. If you do, we will. But I don't want to <laughs> if you don't want us to. Because then everyone would be like, uh, hey. And they contact you and like, we have some money too? And they're like, no, get out of here. It really does snowball. You know, who, you know who we're talking about. And we're going to say we really appreciate it. It'll uh, keep David in caffeine. We'll keep him awake <laughs> and doing well. That was one nice thing about having the snow outside the shop is I just put like some cokes in the snow. Mm-hmm. And I could just go outside and just take them from there in the nice and cold. In fact, some of them are like at that wonderful point where they're just starting to get all icy inside. Ah. Oh, yeah, I love it. So good. Have you ever had that thing where you open it up and they turn to Slurpees? Well, that's basically what's happening. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. just, yeah. Because yeah. they keep still enough. You've got to mm-hmm. keep them perfectly still, though. And then you take them out. Yeah. It's good stuff. <laughs> so, uh, Dave. Yes. You got anything else to talk about this this fine episode? Or are we... Uh... No. All right. There we go, then. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's all fine. I uh, didn't want to... You know, we've, we're going to record another uh, show after this. And yeah. that show is going to be Fansplainers. If you haven't listened to it, what we do is we... Uh, do a deep dive on a movie or a series of movies. We did that with uh, Star Wars. Uh, like fun. all the that Star Wars movies that weren't the most recent one. Yeah. And uh, we're going to be um, uh, having a guest on our next episode, which is uh, also exciting, a friend of ours. So uh, we're going to be doing that. If you want to listen to Dave's other podcast, it is called The Sneaky Dragon Listening Party, which is a yeah. delight. Can I just apologize that it's late this week? No, uh, I don't think you have to apologize after what you just said. You're hallucinating <laughs> and going bananas. Yes. So, so it's, all, it's all right. It'll be. I don't think there's anyone out there going, come on! <laughs> come on, guy who's can't just seeing through time <laughs> what an experience yeah it was really interesting i didn't yeah i wasn't talking about it to complain about it i just well here's a the guy who stayed awake for 11 hours apparently on the 11th or 11 days on the 11th day they had they had him as experiment countdown from 100 by 7 yeah so like 93 86 etc 79 72 65 got to 65 and then he stopped and they said why did you stop he said I couldn't remember what I was doing. Mm. And I was like, same. And that fellow's name was Randy Gardner. Was it? Yeah. Are you looking at that? I am. Yeah, he was a, he was a teenage. days and 25 minutes. Teenage high school student. Yeah, age yeah. 17. Yeah, he uh, broke the previous sleeplessness uh, sleeplessness record of 260 hours. Mm. Yeah, no, it's a pretty amazing. Uh, I, I can't imagine. But, I mean... Part of it is like he, he's not having to do th- something, you know, like he's not having, he's not working a job or something. That would be interesting. The longest time awake while doing something. Yeah, that would be more more challenging, I think, because yeah. you do have trouble concentrating after a while. It really starts to mess with your brain. But I was in the middle of, uh, I guess, like plugging your uh, your podcast. But yeah, it's Sneaky Dragon Listening Party. Oh, sorry. Uh, David and his daughter 
uh, Mary. Uh, they go over uh, songs and talk about them. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, very fun. Uh, if you want to listen to any of our back episodes of our uh, pre- our completed podcast, as we mentioned earlier, we got full marks. We went over every Marx Brothers movie. We got completely Beatles. Went over every Beatles uh, song, uh, album by album. And uh, and that's it. I can't think of the third one. Totally Tintin, where we go through every uh, Tintin uh, story. So those yes. are those are things you can. Uh, They're all very good. And if you want, even if you're not interested in those topics, it has our charming voices. personalities. Yes, our, our, our voices and personalities. Just imagine we're talking about something you're interested in. If yep. it's like instead of uh, yeah. Tintin, just go like just imagine we're saying cars. <laughs> you know, instead of every time we mention Tintin, Maserati. I'm just saying that you might not think that you're interested in those things, but you would find them interesting via us. And if not, maybe we put you to sleep. The soothing sound that would put right. you right to sleep. That's true. So uh, if you want to write us, uh, here's here's what you do. As we mentioned, we've got SneakyDragon.com is the website. Every one of our episodes is there. we got a message board underneath there, and that is probably the bestest place to post things. Uh, but, hey, I'm not going to tell you not to email us if you want to. We're at SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com, and we will uh, read everything that you send us at SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com. That's true. If you feel like doing Twitter, sne- uh, Sneaky underscore Dragon, we're there. And uh, I think I just burped, and I apologize for that. Mm. As, uh, as, as, the, as they said in um, uh, It's a Wonderful Life, uh, I burped. Uh, it's also sneakydragon.tumblr.com. And nice. If, and we, Dave and I are both individually on Instagram under our own names, Ian Boothby and David Dedrick. Yes. But uh, we would also, as we, as we mentioned, recommend you going to your local bookstore and picking up Sparks, a story of two <laughs> cats that want to be heroes. No one takes... Uh, cats seriously as heroes so they dress up as a dog and place a pre-order for sparks double dog dare which is coming out in august or go to amazon if you're so inclined but local stores are nice and support the local stores um That's true. i did a comic called exorcisters that is uh, uh collected into graphic novel trade form that you can get at uh, your your bookstores it's called uh, exorcisters damned if you don't and we will be uh, coming back with more individual issues uh, very shortly with that, me and Giselle Legacy. Didn't mention that uh, uh, Nina Matsumoto is the artist on uh, on Sparks. She's amazing. She's also the third dragon. So yeah. there you are. You've uh, heard her on the show many a time. Yes. Is there anything else that you want to plug? No. Okay. Once again, uh, we are on Patreon, and uh, and we do appreciate your support on there. Just go to the Patreon app and enter Sneaky Dragon, or we have on SneakyDragon.com a little thing you can just click on and uh, and do that. It helps uh, keep Dave, uh, you know, out of the snow. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I have been Ian, and I have been David, and uh, this has been Sneaky Dragon. We will see you again next week. Bye. All right. Bye, everyone. <laughs>